0: Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer.
2: But Welcome to an all-new week This is so bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey This is your pal, Ryan How the heck are you doing? It's Monday, do not freak out Yes, we have five days to get to that sweet, sweet weekend But we can do it together I know we can But but in the meantime, just enjoy the lunacy of this show um, <laughs> Oh my goodness, you guys I drove to Arizona on uh, Saturday and that was a long, and I, but actually, I really like long drives now, uh, cause I just listened to audiobooks. I, I, <laughs> I'm at the audiobook phase of my life. And I actually listened to this book. I'll just, I'll, we'll just start talking. I listened to this book called Unscripted about Sumner Redstone. And if you don't know Sumner Redstone, he was the, uh, chairman of Viacom and CBS, like $2.75 billion in worth. This dude was like the real life succession. It's like based on, him brian cox's character in succession on hbo max the character is based on sumner redstone and uh rupert murdoch the fox dude and just the battle over these dudes money and stuff but this book was just insane if you are like a huge succession fan i would recommend potentially reading or listening to this book it's messed up these rich dudes messed up dudes are messed up to begin with but rich dudes Really messed up <laughs> I was like blushing in my car Like I was on the 10 freeway Just going Can anybody listen to this? This is dirty I mean the stuff he was paying women to, I, Anyways How are you guys? Are you good? Did you do some fun stuff? Anyways My um, my mom and dad say hey I'm with my family right now I Had a, a really nice evening And I just waited uh, It's 9 o'clock Mom is going to bed So that means I can come in and record And I, I haven't been able to watch Succession yet Because my dad just watches Big Bang Theory on a loop and he doesn't even, he wouldn't, it's, you know, I can't, at this point, I can't get him into succession because we're in the fourth season and it just, it would be, so I'm I'm going to, I'm exhausted, you guys. I am so tired and I'm just so, my mind was all over the place today. But I got to tell you, we got a great show. <laughs> That's always good. Hey, my mind was everywhere today. Anywho, got a great show. No, Kelly Williams, Laguna Biatch is here with us from Beyond the Blinds. The amazing podcast with Troy McKeady. She's back with us doing a pop culture roundup. And I have to tell you, this conversation gave me a little more faith that there's going to be something after Scandibal like, I just love, like, I've loved Kelly for so many years now of just kind of her pop culture knowledge. And you found these kind of pockets of people through the years, or I found these pockets of people. And I think you probably have too with your ears where you're just like, man, it's so great that we all like all love these same things. And we're also knowledgeable and we all come from it at a different take, a different angle. And you just are constantly learning. I was, um, messing around with chat gpt uh, earlier which is that ai program that open source ai program and literally these are the questions i asked chat gpt i was like how can i fix my life and it actually gave me a step by step thing of how to do it but then i was just i was just testing chat gpt cuz you can pretty much ask it to like write reports for you and unfortunately i'm not in high school anymore so i can't use this to great advantage but i asked chat gpt and i thought this would be a great way to start the show what is pop culture now it says uh remember ChatGPT is an AI artificial intelligence assistant designed to give you answers to various questions and help with your requests and you can ask it anything. Now ChatGPT only uh their knowledge only goes up till 2022 which I think is kind of good like you don't want it knowing like you don't want it placing bets on like 2023 or future games it can't do the future. So I asked What pop culture was, because that's what this show is about is our love of pop culture. And sometimes the things that we um, that are that are so bad that they turn out to be good. And a lot of those things happen in reality TV for me. But it says pop culture short for popular culture. Thank you. Chat GPT refers to the cultural products and activities that are popular and widely recognized in a society. That's what we are, folks. A society. These can include music, movies, television shows, fashion trends, sports, video games, memes, and other forms of media and entertainment that are consumed by a large number of people. Pop culture is constantly evolving and changing, often reflecting the current values, attitudes, and trends of a particular time and place. It can also be influenced by factors such as technology, globalization, and social media. Pop culture can have a significant impact on society, shaping people's beliefs, behaviors, and identities, and serving as a form of creative expression and entertainment. Whoo! not so shabby, huh? These uh, things that we like, pop culture, not too shabby. A significant impact on society, shaping people's beliefs and behaviors and identities. Yeah, that's what we're doing, folks. Look at this. We can't just be kicked to the side. We're not the redheaded stepchild anymore. No, 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 no. That's finance now. Let's get <laughs> finance. Pop culture, that's where it's at. So I was like really impressed with ChatGPT. So then I just started going, I was like, hey, can I trust Jax Taylor? And AI said, as an AI language model, I cannot determine whether or not you can trust Jack Taylor as I do not have access to personal information or experience with Jack's Taylor. It is important to remember that trust is earned and it is up to individuals to decide for themselves whether or not they feel comfortable trusting someone. Jax Taylor is a reality television personality who has been involved in controversies and scandals in the past, but it is ultimately up to you to decide if you trust him or not based on your own experiences and interactions with him. The AI was like, dude, trust is earned. AI was like more, I mean that that's more grown up than I've ever been. Thank you ChatGPT AI. Um I bring up Jax Taylor because uh his podcast I think got released on Thursday when reality hits with Britney. It went to number 1 on the charts. He's on top of the podcasting world, folks. I um I listened to the first 15 minutes and I think I was just so tired today you guys and my mind's in like 30 different directions so I wasn't it wasn't really hitting for me cuz they just started talking about how Um, They met in Vegas through like, like at a bar. And then she said she worked at Hooters and Jax was immediately enamored because he loves Hooters. And I was like, I've heard this story a billion times, which says something more about me than it does (laughs) Jax or Brittany. And um, I I had to turn that one off. Like I'll I'll go back to it and I'm more excited as they kind of get into it. And hopefully there'll be some good tea spill. But I did want to highlight another podcast that I've now been lucky enough to be on a couple of times, but I was talking to Medita and Sandra who work with me and they were saying how this week's episode of shenanigans, Sheena Shea's podcast was like great was like hard hitting so much dirt or tea spilled. And I think, you know, it's it, I was thinking about this is that in life, And I, 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 like, I, I feel like I talk nowadays with I I know some sort of wisdom, and I just don't. But I try to notice these patterns, and I notice this, like, like you know, it's that thing about like sticking around, like letting things catch up to you, like never giving up. Like Sheena's podcast has been around for a long time. I think she is one of the OGs of Vanderpump podcasts. And you know, if you read her reviews on Apple Podcasts, they just were so brutal in the earlier days. And um, but it's almost like things like this. Sheena really is one of the perfect podcasts you could potentially listen to because she's Willing to speak from the heart. She's still Sheena Shea and she's willing to spill dirt like she was talking about. And then I said, I did my own uh, research after I talked to Sandra Medita, was she was talking? And I've said this to you guys on the podcast before was that she was letting Raquel, Rachel, Rachella, whatever the name is we're going with, with this, this week, she was staying at her apartment in Hollywood while Brock and Sheena were in uh, San Diego and, and Marina Del Rey. And she said that (laughs) she said that, (laughs) <laughs> Raquel slept <laughs> Raquel Slept uh slept with somebody In her bed and slept with somebody on The kitchen counter and Um <laughs> and That was just and that was just Too much but at the, at the same time I, I was telling the girls I was, I was saying like listen I totally believe that is disgusting And wrong like change the sheets sure But like I was wondering if Sheena found out About this and then was like yeah you go Girl but then now because of Scandal, She was like that's disgusting because Sheena always seems to be like that big sister to Raquel, where she'd be like, get some. In fact, I wonder if it was her kitchen counter. Remember when she was saying earlier in the season, she was like, somebody went down on me all night on a kitchen counter. Was that Sheena's kitchen counter? And also, you guys have brought up to me that possibly could have been Tom Sandoval because in an earlier episode, he said he liked oral sex or going down on. By the way, this is not a family show. I'm so sorry, you guys i'm just i'm talking about this like it's just totally normal and it's adult uh material um sorry i don't think i don't think sandoval would have done that on sheena's kitchen counter but who knows at this point who knows um yeah she didn't wash the sheets and uh she had she made love on the counter that Su- summer moon eats on And um, Raquel put uh, Sheena's actual address on the restraining order, which is public info, which puts her family at risk. And uh, Raquel also kept turning off her fine friend's location. Like I share my location with a couple of people. They can always check in on me. And I guess Raquel was turning it off. And one of the nights she turned it off was when she went to see Tom Sandoval in concert when she said she was going to be with her family. And then all of a sudden she said, oh, I just wound up at the concert because I was getting my hair done. And Sheena was very suspicious because she had turned her location off and was like, where are you? Are you okay?" So there was like this steady stream of lies coming from Raquel, probably based around what Tom was telling her to do, but just still wild. And then she had Lala on this episode of Shenanigans, and I was listening to some clips, and it was just very interesting going back and forth because – you know, Lala aside, Lala, you know, uh, I've talked about Lala plenty, but Sheena really knows the shit. Sheena's in there. And Sheena really has truly been a really good friend uh, of Ariana's and to Ariana for a very long time. So she was just talking about, and she gets emotional when she talks about it. She like, she says, now I look in Raquel's eyes and I just, you know, she's like demonic, you know? And she's like, and it's what I've always said about Raquel. She's like, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. But it's so weird when you, when you're supporting somebody and then they completely betray you or one of your friends. And then that goodwill just goes away completely. She also said at the reunion, Raquel does not cry at all, which I thought was like mind boggling. Like, how do you not even try to fake a tear? Like, come on, we've seen all those customers. Even Jack try to at least fake a tear. You can't even fake a tear. Give me a tear. Are you like that? We need, we need a tear. Tom Sandoval probably cried enough for both of them. So, so, and also, you know, we got confirmation that it is not Tom and Tom that uh, got into the kerfluffle, even though Jax tried to insinuate it was on the red carpet of the iHeart Music Awards last week, which I did a bit on the show, I think on Thursday or Friday, where he just does these things where... He goes on watch what happens live or a red carpet and Jax just starts lying and be like, yeah, I heard about that. Yep. Yep. No, I heard it. I heard it from the horse's mouth. That's a guarantee. And Brittany will always be like, I didn't know what you're saying, Jax. I never heard that. Like Brit and Brittany isn't like necessarily calling him out on a lie. She's just always confused. She's all like, I never heard you say that Jax. That's weird. What? And it's like, so I I do want to gently say, even if you're enjoying Jax's podcast, you're enjoying his uh return to the limelight. Be wary of any information you get from Jax because he does want people to like him. He wants to ingratiate with his uh his new podcast and stuff. So he might be giving information that is potentially not true. So just be wary of that. But I will say shenanigans, even when I was listening to clips that I found, there was such a wealth of information that kind of just blew me away in terms of like what she said about the reunion, they talked even about Raquel potentially coming back for a season 11. Do you think that she, that, you know, they were both asking if she would do it. They think she will. They know Sandoval definitely will, but this is great. Ariana has laid down a gauntlet where she told everybody, which Lala did at the beginning of the season when she insinuated, she was like, remember that moment on the roof at Sheena's? I told everybody do not hang out with Randall. And then Schwartz went off and played pickleball with Randall. Well, Ariana said, Hey, you can totally hang out with Sandoval and Raquel, but if you do, you don't get to see me. And I think that is such an important thing to lay down for your own mental health and your protecting of yourself. That is so important. And I was so happy to hear that she did that. And Sheena at this point says she would not film with uh, Tom or Raquel. She actually did a scene with Sandoval. You'll see that in one of the final episodes a couple of weeks ago. And she said everything that she needed to say to Tom, she said in that scene. But I am curious, like we were talking about last week, of how do you then, as a producer, we got to put our producers' caps on, even though we're not producers, but we can act like we are. How do we? How do we make this? How do we? How do we work this through? How do we make this? And I talked uh, with Kelly Laguna Bianch today. We talk about this uh, this idea in reality shows, especially where if somebody's good, somebody else has to be bad. If somebody's bad, somebody else has to be good. Like, and I want to introduce and we were talking about the idea is that not everything is so absolute is that there's so much gray in there it just because sandoval is bad right now doesn't mean dj james kennedy is great dj james kennedy is really entertaining and funny but dj james kennedy also is kind of a horrific person on so many levels i mean just I don't know him personally, but just from the stories you hear from his own behavior, but you know, he packages it in this really funny way. So I'm glad he's on our team right now, but at a moment's notice, just know he would call you a fat fuck and then get on his way. <laughs> Especially if he's had a couple of drinks. Also, I saw this weekend that Ali, his, uh, my love of the love of my life, Ali, Ali, the love of my life. Um, she was on a reality show on the CW like seven years ago, I think it was called The Valley. And um, I'll probably do more of a story on that later this week, along with tomorrow, I'm going to do a mini recap of this episode of Succession once I get to watch it. I just didn't want to stay up all night because I'm just beat. Um, but we got great we got great shows all week. In fact, I recorded a lot of the interviews last week that you'll hear this week, and I'll do like a little additions uh, here and there because so much stuff is happening. But yeah, Ali used to be on a reality show, I think in 2018 on the CW called The Valley. So I have some clips from that I will play for you later this week. You can probably find them online already, uh, but I found that fascinating. It's just interesting. But I want to tell you, me and Kelly do talk a lot about Vanderpump Rules today, but we talk about so much other stuff. And like I said, it gives me hope that... Listen, I, cause I was like, man, I'm getting bogged in this Vanderpump rules stuff because it was the only thing going through my mind as a hardcore Vanderpump rules fan, but we've got to look beyond and we got to look, what is interesting us? what What's of interest to us these days? And I'm asking you guys let me know what's of interest to you guys. Like leave me comments or email me. It's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Like, let me know what you're interested in. Cause we get to talk about Justin Bieber. We talk about Selena and Haley. We talk, uh, I mean, we talk about, uh, the hills we talk i mean we just kind of go all around the map we talk about taylor swift a lot we talk about harry styles um this was just a good old-fashioned pop culture discussion and we talk about the future of pop culture the future of pop culture discourse uh and there's nobody better out there uh than kelly i mean we you know we just got a good crew of people that uh that constantly are on this podcast and that do their own podcast that I just, uh, I'm very lucky, you know? And I always think about this because I'm, you know, there. Uh, obviously I do, I'm a weird guy. Like this is, I don't like to go out a lot anymore. Well, I mean, I really can't, but this is my time to interact with people. And I've got to make sure that I try to interact with people more than just here. But um, it's it's such a, it's such a blessing when I do get to talk to the same people again and again over the years and see how people grow and just the, the confluence of ideas. It's, a, it's very, very exciting. Also, I wanted to mention real house of Atlanta, uh, real housewives of Atlanta had a three minute preview that um, I think Thursday it was released and we got all the regulars. We have, you know, we have Sonia, Marlo, Kenya, Uh, drew which by the way in the preview we do the cameras are rolling when drew and ralph split up um, which i think that has been a long time coming i'm very excited about that and you guys i mean she by sheree sheree Whitfield is in this they're talking about dating but kim zolziak pops up in a scene and kim if you've paid attention to any of her struggles with uh keeping her house uh from being in foreclosure she needs this like you know like i'm so excited to see the kim zolciak scene because she's got to bring it because i think kim zolciak needs her appearance on this to go good you ever get that feeling where you're like i hope they can relax enough to make it good and not be so desperate and on top of it we used to talk about that in acting of being on top of a performance like you're not like you're not You're not just relaxing into something where people can believe you. Like we'd always say being too on top of something where it's like, dude, chill out. You're too, you're too on the nose. Like you want this too much. You need to relax. Um, so Kim Zolziak appears. Listen, it it starts off the trailer in uh, kind of a meditation uh, retreat of some sort. We've seen this used time and time again in Real Housewives of Orange County with Shannon Madore and the gong on the head. But this is how they do the trailer is that through the three minutes, they keep coming back to this scene of whatever they're doing at this rejuvenation clinic of some sort. And listen, they're all fun, funny ladies. The Drew stuff made me, you know, because I I start about a minute and a half into it, my mind started to wander. And I was like, I don't know if this is getting me super excited. Like, I like all of these ladies. And regardless, I'm going to watch every episode. But now I'm I'm thinking post-Scandaval, post-Erica Jane and Tom Girardi, post-Jen Shaw sometimes we're caught up in that reality notion of things have to be too big. Things have to be insane. Things have to be front page on the LA Times for it to move the needle. And I'm trying to argue, is that like Real Housewives of Miami, what we saw this season on Peacock is they played it beautifully. Like you had the Lenny Hoxstein-Lisa mess, of course, but then you just had really good character work of all of these ladies. And not all these ladies getting together. There was tons of fights, but it was just this beautiful blend that that I, w- I was watching it with my friend Jessica last night, uh, which I'll tell you about in a second. And she had not seen the season and we were, and she was just like really loving it. And I was like, this kind of brought me back to being excited about the housewives is not even tempering expectations, but getting back to the root of it, which is just these strong, beautiful women that all have all have really unique personalities and that bring a sense of realness that we can trust who they are and what they're doing. They're not performing for us. And that's what I hope Atlanta is. I cannot get that vibe from the trailer. Um, The trailer made it seem a little low key. You know, the the Drew Ralph stuff seemed very dramatic. And there were some other moments that I was like laughing at with Kenya and Sheree. uh, Sheree. Um, And, you know, so there were all those moments, but I'll be really excited to see. I believe it starts May 1st on Bravo. Uh, also, they released a trailer for Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Now, this is a Summer House spinoff in Martha's Vine- Vineyard. It has an all black cast. And I got to tell you, now, this was another three minute trailer. And this I got into. Didn't know anybody in it. And I was like, yeah. And it was so sad. They're all like hammered. Like you just see them binge drinking. And I'm like, that's the secret, right? That's the secret sauce right there. That's what makes a good reality t- TV show is people binging at a summer house. I'm like, we're back to basics. But I was, you know, this season of summer house has been so challenging to watch. And I just, uh, it was kind of nice. Cause I didn't know any of these people on the, the summer house, Martha's vineyard trailer. And I, I, it left me going, Oh, I can't wait to meet those people. They all look like they're having fun. It looks like there's some drama. We have some people coming back to the house that weren't invited. We have people, Newton, a jacuzzi sign me up. And it looked like a lot of fun on top of the drama. And so that really excited me. I'm I'm that more even so than the Atlanta preview. Now, of course, you're going to say, Ryan, where's the Real Housewives of Orange County uh, trailer? And I'm going to say to you, listen, I don't work for Bravo. I don't know. But I will say it's been done for a long time. I do have friends that have seen the trailer. I think that there is some. I've told you this now for like six months. I keep hearing that there is work that needs to be done on OC that maybe, we need to temper our expectations. I hope I'm completely wrong on that. Um, but I was thinking about this because this is the return of Tamra. And I was thinking about that when you return to something that you wanted to return to for a while. You know, going back to what I was just talking about being on top of a performance. Is there a world in which it took Tamra a little bit to adjust Like, did she go too hard in scenes because she was trying to make something happen? You know, like when people are trying, like, I'm curious what the issues are. Was it that Heather DeBro In fact, I went to the OC panel at BravoCon and you could tell there was just there was something you know taylor armstrong uh, is going to be with us this season and there was a lot of rumors that this, she was a friend of and they were bumping up to full time and then Gina was being bumped down to friend of so it just seems like a lot of stuff has come out of that that it it might not be the best um but who knows i'm hoping to see that trailer by the end of this week so cross your fingers hopefully i'm totally wrong and remember trailers they should at least show a little bit of excitement because they can totally like how many movie trailers have you seen that the trailer looked amazing and then the movie was just shit. So trailers should be the best trailers are meant to get you excited, meant to get the buzz going on. Um, So hopefully we'll just get a banger of a trailer. Um, Also, Freddie Mellencamp, I don't know if you're, you, you, I think she was on, um she was like a friend of on on Beverly Hills. Is that it? Yeah, I think she was. She's like Bruce Springsteen's. On, I don't know. I'm, she was on the show at some point and she's a podcast now. Um, she said she was asked to come back to Beverly Hills to film. And I was like, is it like a waiter? Like, I mean, what, were they at like a, a country club? Like we were you like serving drinks What? like what in what capacity? But I will say if you're going to let everybody else back on Beverly Hills, if you're going to let Denise, if you're going to like if you're doing stunt casting where you're bringing Kim Richards in, which I love. I'm so excited. Um, bring. Why not? Throw her in, throw Freddie in and see if Freddie can bring it like throw because I feel like Freddie wants it so bad that she might come in and just face plant because she's going to try so hard to make a meal out of a tiny moment. But once again, remember, these are just my opinions, Um, but we've seen over the last three years that my opinions usually are completely 100% correct. I'm joking. I can already see people rolling their eyes and sending me mean comments up. Um, and speaking of Beverly Hills, though, Brandi Glanville had a little bit of a tweet storm uh, three or four days ago. And I, I wanted to talk to you about this because it genuinely worries. Like she genuinely worries me in, in no kind of joking way, because, of course, uh, Ultimate Girls Trip season four, season three is airing right now. I'll be doing another recap this week. I had so many amazing people reach out to me about notes. Uh, I'll be writing you back this week when I am at my parents. Um, but thank you so much. But Brandi Glanville was on Ultimate Girls Trip four. She got sent home while Caroline went home early. And then Brandi had to stop filming because there was an aggressive scene, I guess, with Caroline where she tried to ca- uh, kiss Caroline or do something with Caroline. Um, and it was not received kindly. And then there was another incident, I guess, with the crew. Um, so a lot of things supposedly added up. So she tweeted, uh, two days ago, she wrote, um, she said, I can speak on anything I want to speak on it. Wait, sorry, I'm not reading these in the right order. Um, She wrote, I'm fucking sick of this narrative. I was hired for a second season of girls trip because they loved what I did on the first season. I was told to bring the party just like before. And that's exactly what I did. And I was punished for it. It feels like a fucking setup. It's BS. And Caroline was fine. Those are my statements. Yes, I'm pissed off. Yes, this has been life fucking ruining. And I'm not going to be responding to anyone commenting. I can speak on anything I want to speak on. It was at the end of an 18 hour workday at our belly dancing party. And I'd like to see footage on it before hands, beforehand as both myself and Carolyn were very intoxicated. I am not suing anyone, not Peacock or anyone else for that matter. So you can tell a very angry Brandy Glanville, um, But I I said this to you guys a while ago, I said, when this happened, it's hard because production encourages certain types of behavior. They want to see you pop off. They want to see you really go for it because those make really magical moments. The thing with Brandy, though, is that I think we've seen and and Dorinda, uh, you can put her in that same camp sometimes, is that it goes too far and they never really seem to understand that there is potentially a problem with their behavior. And it is that that fine line of like, when, when is it okay and when is it not? I don't even know the answer to that. But I think at the end of the day, if you watch Brandy in the last couple of years in any kind of Bravo appearance, you're like, you get worried for her because I, I like Brandy. I do. I think she uh, says some really insightful comments uh, sometimes. It's just when she gets to that drinking point, it's like with Dorinda, we see that switch. And for an audience to even catch up to that issue says a lot. Because this is even with editing. Imagine if we just didn't even see the editing. But this, you know, obviously, you worry about her because this is a way for her to provide for herself. And she is encouraged. And I do wonder, I mean, I thought what a weird tweet, too, to put out of I am not suing Peacock or anyone. It's like Peacock's like, thanks, Brandy. You know, like, it it just you can sense the frustration i mean from all uh, what i was hearing even before girls trip was that she was coming back to beverly hills and this supposedly put a kibosh on that so you know that it was serious and i imagine that being extremely frustrating but I'm, i'm so curious what you guys think about that as well is that how does bravo do that how do they how do they encourage messes but then when messes go too far it, you know, th- th- there potentially is not a system in place. Like Caroline, Caroline hadn't filmed in years, and for her to all of a sudden come into Housewives on steroids and deal with somebody like Brandy, it's probably fun for a second, and then it just goes too far. And I'm saying these 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 ladies like Brandy that have been trying to get back on Beverly Hills for years and trying to stay in that kind of anger and those fights to then deal, I mean, then to come up with Carolyn, who's just like you know, was talked into doing it by Andy. Like, oh, they'll love you. They'll love to see you. We miss the Manzos. And then she encounters a drunk Brandy. I'm sure that's really intense. But I'm curious if we'll see any of the footage of that now. I'm curious if Brandy will be edited it out. I think they're in a real pickle there. Um, and that that that's something that I I keep thinking about. So also, uh, we talked about this on Friday, but congratulations once again to Gwyneth Paltrow for winning her $1 lawsuit. Uh, the, the jury found that she did not crash into the man, the man crashed into her. Now, the man that had brought this whole hubbub, this whole lawsuit, uh, he was asked afterwards in a bunch of interviews, he said, do you you know, do you uh, do you think this was worth doing? And he goes, you know, absolutely. It was absolutely not worth doing. He's like, I'm going to live on the internet forever now. Like, he, he, you know, realizing that he was going to be a meme for the rest of his life. And I'm sure that's a very scary place to be if you're just like, Man, and he was talking about, you know, like watching the celebrity. It was very sad, but at the same time, you could tell this man was so obsessed with this case that I'm sure he's, uh, he's waking up with a real bad hangover right now, seeing all of the attention that this actually did get. And I'm curious to hear his perspective six months from now, Uh, but it really was one of those ridiculous trials that was very entertaining for us. We got so much pop culture fun out of it, but this is one man that really thought he was doing something and he just ended up not doing anything, so um let's see here if you like the podcast you guys as always please consider giving a five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify i really do appreciate those it's a very small way for me to know that i'm doing okay if you like the show more than that uh patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good for tons of other uh podcasts live streams i'm gonna be eating a raw onion on there i think this week at some point because we hit our goal on youtube yeah, you don't even need to know what that means, you guys. Just just know that there's weird stuff happening over there. Okay. Just just, just know that. Also, I wanted to share with you guys, uh, I talked to Kelly in this about a, a April Fool's Day joke that Meditza got me with on Saturday, April Fool's Day, which by the way, if you listen to my podcast on Friday, I got a lot of you guys. Little llama, little mama, I got you, man. Um, but they <laughs> Sandra and Meditza teamed up and did another prank on me. And they provided documentation that Tom Sandoval had joined our Patreon at the level where I would have had to done a podcast with him. And I, I was like trying to act like cool. I was like, okay, okay. Um, you know, Sandra, once you check into this, uh, you know, we can offer him his money back. But I was like shitting bricks, but they even showed me the receipt. They're like, and I was like Tom Sandoval. And then I was like, who did it? And they gave me his PR person. And I was like, Oh my God, that really is him. And then I figured it out later that they were pranking me again. I'm very, I'm in a, in such a fragile state. You guys, I will literally believe anything, but anyways, let's get on this. We have all week to talk. I just, you know, it's a weird, I did this interview with Kelly earlier today around 1 PM and now it's like 9 PM and, um, I'm, I'm exhausted, but then I turn the mic on and I get really excited. It's that feeling of, um, you you, you're talking to your friend and I want to share. I'm like, Oh God. Oh, okay. Cause I, you know, I stay quiet a lot when I'm not in my head. then I'm like, Oh my God, it's you guys. Um, so yeah. Oh, also I just want to let you guys know once again, and I tell Kelly this, I have no problem with galaxy lights. I have, I really like galaxy lights. I was over at my friend, Matt and Jess's who live in Phoenix. Um, I was visiting them, uh, in between mom visits and, uh, they're just great, great people. And I was so happy to, to be able to go over and hang with them, but they showed me their galaxy light and we posted a photo and I had so many people on the Instagram comments going, I love galaxy lights. I, this is where I agree with Raquel. And I was like, I like galaxy lights too. It's a joke. God, God. Yeah, no, there's no team galaxy light. Okay. Team Ariana team galaxy light. Also, a shout out to the Village Idiot in Los Angeles. It was this great bar pub on Melrose that had been open the last 17 years. Melrose and Martell. One of my favorite bars. As I get older, I don't really have a lot of bars, and especially because of the pandemic, you know. But this was a bar that I would hang out with, hang out at. I would go by myself. I would go with Pete. It was just really lovely. And I didn't even realize it had been open for 17 years. I was talking to my best friend Nick, and we were like, Yeah, we went the first week. And he was like, that was 17 years ago. I was like, no. I feel as I get older, do you guys feel like this, where you're like, there's a decade in there. I just lost. Like, and I'm not even, I'm like, I'm, and I'm not talking to like, I lost it to drugs. I lost. It. No, I just like lost it. Like I, we were talking, we are like, what happened to that decade? Like there's 10 years where I'm like, yeah, I remember pieces. And I, yeah, I guess I, but like, it just seems all of a sudden that I've woken up and been like, no, 17 years. But anyways, I found out in Arizona today that it, it was closing down tonight. And that just sucks. I would have visited before. I came back. It really did have a special place in my heart. I had so many good memories there with great people. And uh, I took my mom and my dad there. I've taken every, anyways. um, So uh, if you guys live in Los Angeles, you guys might know the bar I was talking about. And I was talking to Courtney from two judgy girls. She was over there tonight. And she was like, get here right now. I was like, I can't, I'm in Arizona. But then I know Ariana Maddox went to the village idiot to pay her respects tonight as well. So I thought that was cool. And she looked amazing from board on the street. So just know she looks amazing. That's amazing. And you guys are amazing. I hope you have the best week ever. This is the start of it. I know sometimes you guys just listen to the first episode and you'll listen to the end, but there's a lot of great episodes in between. Remember those episodes are always here for you. They're free. All that we ask is that you sometimes listen to the commercials and like today, the sponsor, maybe consider getting something from the sponsor. They're really good people and sponsors and all of these things. I really like them. So consider helping out the show in that way. But if not, I just want you guys to know, uh, I'm just thinking about you and have a great week. And without further ado, here is the Laguna Beyond herself from the amazing podcast, Beyond the Blinds. It's Kelly Williams. You guys, welcome to your week. This is your pop culture roundup. Uh, Listen, I'm at my parents' house right now. Everything's just crazy. It's insane. Vanderpump rules. That universe is falling apart. Everything is falling apart, but so bad it's good is your one constant. I mean, we have another constant because we have a guest with an amazing podcast with us today as well. She is one of my favorite people that I met right when i started doing this podcast through instagram and then her podcast and then watching her launch another podcast that is just cuckoo bananas amazing with a person that i really truly love as well troy McKeady. but uh you know sh- her her pop culture knowledge is second to none her passion for what we all love is second to none and she's just a great person and i can't wait to find out what she's been up to her t- her hot takes on all the good pop culture <laughs> goss but anyways kelly williams Laguna Biatch from Beyond the Blinds. What is up?
0: What an introduction, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me.
2: It all goes downhill from there. You know, you know <laughs> that there's nothing. Um, you're in New York, which we talked about last time. You made the the move to New York, and I thought that was so such a like awesome, brave, amazing thing. And you were just getting set up. And then it, am I mistaken?
0: Did Troy McKeady move to New York too? Yeah, he just moved here last month
2: copycat. Are you like, I, what's up? Stop writing my jock.
0: I know. I was like, Troy, quit following me. Are you <laughs> obsessed with me?
2: Go, Troy, it's getting to be a little much. <laughs> it's like, we come already have, have my a podcast
0: thing. together. You can't be in the same <laughs> city as me.
2: <laughs> um, No, I mean, how, how are you doing? Like, I mean, just even as a, uh, screw the podcast. How are you doing? What's going on?
0: I'm doing well. Um, just almost a year in New York. I love it here. And yeah, just, just hanging out, kind of. Listen, I got.
2: I just got to rip the band-aid off. I, I. I hear you. You got a, You got a lady. You got a, You got a girlfriend right now. I saw that, and I know. I'm so. I was like,
0: "Ooh, Kelly." I was like, "Yeah. What's going? What? How did you guys meet?" Yeah. Um. We met when I was in DC for the show. Um. Yeah. We just we started talking like September and made it official. And like, I feel like I'm blushing so much. Made I'm it blushing official. too. Look how red I am. I know. <laughs> Um, I feel like Louie from New Jersey. January, we kind of started dating a little more. And then February just was like, let's just do it. So it's long distance, but not too long. We're making it work.
2: That's, I mean, and, and, Is it, I, I just, relationships are so difficult regardless, but especially talking about like the stuff we do and all like relate, like we talk about the Kardashian and Tristan and all of these like dirtbags and Tom and Raquel and all these people, what's it like then having an actual relationship? You're like, do you, do you find yourself protecting it more because you see how like many crazy people are doing crazy things out there in their relationships?
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe I do it a little <laughs> bit more, maybe. but honestly, like, I feel like I'm the red flag in this one. So I'm trying to get better.
2: <laughs> listen, I, you are a prognosticator of everything that has come to light. Like, like, honestly, I was tagged in something with you a couple of weeks ago, I think. And it was, uh, and this is something that you've talked about so much on your account, even on the podcast, when you were first on is, uh, Justin Bieber is that, Listen, let's just start where we, let's start with a history is that you had always said, you know, Justin Bieber will never be able to complete a full worldwide tour again. And you said that like five years ago, you said that. Cause he was, he was also like, he would have an IV bag around with him all the time. You would point out and true to form, he canceled his worldwide tour again. Right. And now there's rumors like maybe a blind item or two that He sold his music catalog for $200 million, supposedly, and he is going to retire from music. Is is there any more things that you've heard about that or shed any more light on what that is?
0: I mean, when I saw he sold his catalog, it just made sense to me. And I know the way he sold it, he still gets like percentages from his music. So it's not like it's totally gone. He's still making money off of it. But I just, I don't think Justin Bieber can tour, like physically, I don't, and emotionally, I think it's really taxing on him. So I would love to see Justin just be like a producer or something, more behind the scenes. Cause he's super talented. He just,
2: oh, no, I, nobody can deny
0: that, but right. I, I tend to see it as a more
2: emotional thing than a physical thing. Mm-hmm. It just, and by the way, mental health is, is such a, you know, I, I take that so seriously. So I'm not even joking on it, but it just seems like he cannot get past a certain point. Anytime he gets momentum in terms of touring, it seems like it takes such a large mental toll, toll, tol, but you say physical as well. What do you mean by physical?
0: Well, I mean, allegedly he's he's done a number on his body with partying and, and things like that. And of course now his Lyme disease acts up and he has a lot of different things happening.
2: Tricky, tricky Lyme's disease. The tricky and, Lyme
0: disease. And he had well, the, yeah. um,
2: what was the thing he had? Like the Bell's palsy or the yeah. Ramsey palsy?
0: Yeah, I just, I don't think Justin's like a healthy enough person to go on tour. And I mean that more like physically and mentally. I just, I don't think it's good for him.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's good for him either, but it's just so wild because you think of these people, that little circle is like Kendall Jenner, Haley Bieber, you know, you think of the, and they're always just, you know, drinking the nicest arrow one smoothies with all the vitamins, with all of these things. And you're like, if you can't be healthy enough to go on, how that app, like you and Troy went on tour, you managed to survive barely, but I'm so unhealthy. I can't believe it happened. (laughs) I'm saying like take a toll on his body. Did you see my Taco Bell order last week? I just damaged that thing. But like I always find it fascinating because you had been calling this for years. You said mm-hmm. you will ne- he will never be able and the Justin Bieber of it all just always kind of shocks me because I was I saw that 200 million dollar thing and first off I was kind of shocked that it was that low of a figure. Mm-hmm. Like I always like I don't know why I was thought oh man it's got to be at least 500 million. But then I was like does that mean he's so uh, confident in this catalog and he knows he's going to have so many more hits in the future. So he's just going to retire from touring and keep releasing singles. Like, I just wonder what the mentality is and why he needed that lump of money immediately. I didn't know if there were money issues as well.
0: I'm sure it's something to do with money, but I also wonder if he knows that he's not going to sell the way he used to his, his yeah. albums aren't selling the way they used to. And I know his latest album with like peaches and stuff on it did well, but before that he wasn't really selling. So yeah. at least now, you know, baby can be used in a McDonald's commercial or something and he'll get money.
2: <laughs> I remember when my little nephew was a little kid and his little kid song was baby. And we used to play it all the time. The <laughs> jam we had, who was the rapper that did the, uh, there was like a, a version with, uh, was it ludicrous? Yeah. yeah. Luna. Um, Okay, so that was just what I wanted to start off with. And also, is Haley okay? It just seems like they're so fragile. Um, You know, this Selena Haley, as an older man, I keep trying to... Because re- I have uh, friends that are really into this, and I just try to get into it so... Like, how, how would you sell this to somebody of why this is something to pay attention to? But it's like two warring factions, and it feels like Haley is all, not on the losing end, but it feels like Haley always does the wrong thing and sticks her foot in it every time in a way.
0: Yeah. I don't know because Troy and I talk about this a lot and this has been going on for like five years and it seems like every eight months people are like, Oh, Haley's crazy. Haley's crazy again. And this is why she's crazy. And Selena has to be like, no, be nice. And Justin doesn't say a word, you know? So (laughs) I'm kind of (laughs) exhausted by the whole situation and it's like Haley and Justin are married guys. I'm sorry to tell you, I don't know what else to say. Is he like the best husband? Not in my opinion, but (laughs) no, it's like Justin and Selena, in my opinion, are like one of the most iconic pop culture couples. So I get why people still want to talk about them.
2: In your mind, why were they one of the most iconic pop culture couples?
0: They started so young and were together on and off for eight years. And we saw them kind of grow up together and go through, you know, Justin's drug era, Selena's. I love T-
2: Taylor Swift has all her really nice eras. Justin's is like drug era. <laughs> right. and
0: like Selena Gomez can somehow stumble on a red carpet and everyone's just like, Oh, she's just exhausted. And somehow, like she has the best PR in the world, Ryan. If there's one PR well, person, it's oh, so
2: good dude, on that. I I have a friend that rides so hard for her. Where I'm like, I already like her. You don't even <laughs> have to sell. Me. I'm good. Like I'm not gonna. And she she's working with Steve Martin, Martin Short. I'm like, this girl's setting herself for long term success because even dorks like me that don't fully know her music catalog. I'm like, oh well, she's great. She's gonna be able to act. She's gonna be able to do whatever she wants. But do you also think it's like that thing where I was thinking about like our first loves in life, whether it be pop culture loves or real life loves, will always have that thing that brings us like, so there's this kind of thing in our imagination that we think Justin Bieber is always like, he looks at Selena and there will always be these feelings he cannot get over. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean like he's currently in love, but there's that thing that will always be there because he, she potentially was the first love of his, you know, life going into manhood.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think, they were each other's first loves. And we got to witness that as, you know, an audience. And a lot of people do have trouble letting that go. I mean, even watching One Tree Hill, people are still like, Brooke and Lucas should have been together. Like there are just some (laughs) things that people won't let go of.
2: (laughs) No. And I I guess that's the cool thing about pop culture and the scary thing about pop culture. And I, I, you, you mentioned Justin being like a kind of, well, I don't think he's that good of a husband. And you were saying it once again, it's like these women, we, we, I think another recurrent theme in in the world and in pop culture is that these women we they have to fight for their men's mistakes mm-hmm. and we even see this same theme popping up most currently in Vanderpump Rules and if you're if you're doing that at home guys it only took me 10 minutes to bring up Vanderpump Rules so <laughs> But I I just find it funny that, you know, we, including myself, have pitted, pitted Raquel against Ariana and all the women when, guys, there's a major asshole right here. Tom Sandoval, you could blame it all on him. Like, I still think Raquel's Rachel, Rachel's a complete dork, but like he's the main one. What do you think it is where we completely like kind of excuse the male in a lot of ways? What do you think that is?
0: I mean, from my experience, just what we grew up watching, right? Like Kristen versus Steven or Brittany versus Christina or Lindsay versus Paris. It's never been like guys versus guys, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was
2: like, wait, who? Wait, what would be? I mean, like the closest would be like when it got really intense, when it was like Tupac versus Biggie. Like when it, like, I mean, bad things. Like, yeah. But- But yeah, there wasn't like a casual like Ashton Kutcher versus Danny Masterson, you know?
0: No, which would have been great. We would love to see that still to this day, Ashton. Ashton, it's okay to step
2: up. If you want to speak out
0: against Danny Masterson, Ashton, the floor is yours.
2: Because you know, wait, by the way, you know this, in about five years when Ashton is needing some PR, he will finally speak out against Danny Masterson and everything that he did. And we also know, if you just are privy to pop culture, that Ashton has probably been around a lot of times where Danny has probably not been a great guy, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Or in his good pal, Wilmer. I mean.
2: Oh, Wilmer. I mean, those (laughs) stories about, I mean, he dated Lindsay Lohan when she was, what,
0: 17? Yeah.
2: Which, by the way, Beyond the Blinds has all of these stories. Their Patreon even goes darker. This week, I think you did an episode. Wait, no, that's how you started the season was R. Kelly, right?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Was that the dark? Wait, what is the darkest? Was that the darkest episode you've done? Or are you about to do a Jared from Subway episode?
0: No, no Jared from Subway yet. Um, Honestly, Jared Leto was really bad. James Franco was surprisingly like one of our worst episodes.
2: Why? Just because of the amount the uh, of dark stuff?
0: Yeah, like, the amount. And for me, he's somebody who could be, like, my friend's friend, right? Like, more more approachable than, like, an R. Kelly who's been, like, held on a pedestal since I was young, right? Whereas James Franco is, like, this stoner, goofy, funny guy that you kind of grew up watching.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and the thing with the, uh, the James Franco one is you know, the R. Kelly one was so publicized, but in my mind, I still don't remember exactly what James Franco did, except that I believe he had encouraged people to potentially have sex on a film set. And he had had, like, I was trying to remember exactly what he did, but I do know that it was bad enough where he still to this day has not been able to truly work at the level he was working. And that really kind of says all that you need to know right there, because it must have been bad enough because even people that have done, um, you know, people are working again. And I truly don't believe people get canceled. But yeah. it must have been bad enough where people on movie sets found it hard to insure, found it hard to work with him. And that's the thing I keep wondering about is, like, what What did you guys uncover?
0: I mean, I think the fact that the Judd Apatow Boys Club broke up because of it, thats that says a lot. But allegedly when he was at, this is also like trigger warning stuff, but while he was teaching film courses, he would stimulate like sex acts on female
2: that was it. students
0: and remove the film that was like covering private areas and just just a lot of things like that
2: just cre- creepy yeah
0: and it's almost things where people could be like well you know she did do it in front of a class and it is james frank It's like shut the fuck up Like, it's still assault. Oh, my
2: God. I read this or I listened to this audiobook on the drive down to Arizona, and it's called Unscripted, and it's about the media empire of CBS and Viacom, which was owned by Sumner Redstone. Now, if you don't know Sumner Redstone, if you guys are big Succession fans, I highly recommend you read this book called... Yeah. uh, because it really takes you into a family vying for power of a billionaire. And this dude lived till he was 97 years old. And to the end, he was like, he was like hiring you know, pro- ladies to do just insane things with each other, really, really nasty, dirty stuff. And he would just buy him houses. He's like, here's yeah. 3 million. And it would be like him and his buddy, Bob Evans, who was the producer on The Godfather. And it was just, and, and it talks about that into the Les Moonvez, who used to be the head of CBS and his Me Too moment, where he had potentially uh, done a lot of weird things with women at all. And somebody, uh, an old producer went on record to be like, I... This is what we all did. What are you talking about? This is, this was how, it, how this is how Hollywood ran and you, it, it is weird. And I'm so happy that we are in, this is the, the, the era that we're in now, because it really was commonplace for women to be completely sexually abused in so many ways and made to feel like they owed it to these men to further their career.
0: And don't you hate that excuse? Like we were all doing it. It's like, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. You're Yeah.
2: You know what? Now that I, good. That's a great answer. You're right. Yeah. I, I, there's a, it is weird though. Cause you go back and check at your favorites. Like I was reading this, uh, which hates hey, like, I I've always just been such a fan of Jack Nicholson. And then you go back and read everything that he had been a part of in the seventies with Roman Polanski. Anyways, this is getting completely off track, but I just always wonder, we see this now most prevalent with Vanderpump rules and you you're watching, you're caught up on Vanderpump rules. Mm-hmm. When did you get into Vanderpump rules?
0: probably like 4 or 5 years ago okay but so you yeah you've Maybe grown into this yeah i i've watched it a little bit earlier than these seasons but i have seen like all the seasons
2: what is your t- and by the way i my, uh, my heading, if you're watching this, uh, elsewhere is Ryan galaxy light Bailey. Cause I want to, you put a galaxy light on your Instagram story last night, Kelly. And I put one on my story as well. Cause my friends wanted me to show I want to preface this by saying, I really like the galaxy light and I would consider owning a galaxy light, but I will never not be making fun of Raquel for the galaxy light. So I, there's a big distinction but I, I like Galaxy Lights, so everybody that's in great, my DMs guys. going. Everybody in my DMs, oh, I love Galaxy. Like I like Galaxy Lights too. I don't like Raquel. What is your take on this whole scenario? Were you shocked, or were you like, yo, that's Vanderpump Rules?
0: A little bit of both, um, because I always kind of saw Tom, and I'm not condoning cheating. I've just uh, the past few seasons maybe saw them as more like a business than a couple. Like, they're, they have a lot of businesses together. They do a lot of things together. They're on the show together. And they also seemed like a great couple that you're kind of rooting for. You know, it's really cool that Ariana didn't want kids and Tom was okay with that, seemingly. And, you know, that's kind of what we saw. I'm shocked that Raquel went from, like, puppy party to this.
2: But- You gotta make sure when you get a puppy party invitation from Raquel, <laughs> you go. If not, she will destroy your life. She will find a way to destroy you.
0: And I think I would love your opinion on this because one thing that's really bothering me is now everyone's getting an ex- excuse, right? Like Lala now has an excuse to be super mean. And even when they were making fun of her Galaxy Light, yeah. I was like, this is fun. You guys just aren't having fun. Wait, okay, like-
2: wait, wait. I have a piece of information about the Galaxy Light. Okay. I had a, oh, Katie Maloney talk, I talked to Katie Maloney and she said, I like the Galaxy Light too. She said, the deal was what was so weird was she was blasting EDM music like it was the Sahara Tent at Coachella at five in the morning. See, like that was the weird part. Galaxy Light don't even care about, okay. but the blasting. So and, and and listen, I accept why Katie totally dislikes Raquel, but right. in these scenes, like we say, if this hadn't have come out, Lala looks like a creep. Lala looks like a bully creep. That sometimes I just it, it's such a show with her.
0: Yeah, and even. Like, now people are like, well, James Kennedy was in the right. No, he fucking wasn't. He still was verbally abusive to Raquel <laughs> for years. Jax Taylor Don't, is still a what, of a human. Like, all these you- people are coming back. All of these,
2: this is like, isn't it shock you when something pops off and everybody just, I mean, even me to a degree, we just all glom onto it. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just fascinated with it. I, I was so shocked that that's why I can't. It's almost like I'm, I need to work this out therapy wise of like, and I'm just talking about it on the podcast nonstop. stuff, but you have everybody coming back without the realization of all of their own past sins. And I'm like, Jax, you've cheated more than anybody and gotten caught more than anybody on this show. If time, if, if we're supposed to learn anything from, from time, is that if you want us to accept you back, you have to realize that someday we'll have to uh, uh, accept Sandoval back. And I was looking at Schwartz's Instagram post last night He posted his mom, got tons of likes. This guy, they're doing fine. Like, nobody cares truly. Like, there is no punishment for cheating in this world on a woman.
0: No, absolutely not. And I think people also forget, like, Ariana hated Jax and he was always dismissing her sexuality. He was dismissing her mental health, everything. And people are like, well, look at him. He was like texting Ariana now. I'm like, shut up stop
2: <laughs> he's well he's texting ariana and then he's posting it so we can see it you exactly. know what's like a nice thing to do is just doing something and then not telling people about it like and you know just doing caught, it
0: he was caught lying like three or four times during his watch what happens live so Dude, I, guess,
2: okay, you noticed that as well right
0: yeah so i guess that like i i don't think what schwartz and raquel did is right i think or not schwartz i'm sorry sandoval i think it's so fucked up but also you can't just be like well, everyone else is okay. It's like, no, James is still a monster. <laughs> James called
2: Raquel's mom a fat fuck. He even like, he his go-to thing in any Vanderpump Rules episode, if you ever want to hurt somebody, he'll call them a fat fuck. And he does this like, and that's what scares me. It's like, dude, if I ever make DJ James Kennedy mad, I know exactly what he's going to say to me. He's like, right. get on the treadmill, you fat fuck. Nobody can get your big ass belly. Like he's not, I love how we just say, okay, this person's good and this person's bad. It's like, there's so many different shades of gray here where it's like, uh, yeah, Sandoval's really bad. Didn't Kennedy, really bad. He might be really funny, but really bad.
0: Exactly. So I guess I wish more people saw that. Um, but yeah. And also like Schwartz gets away with everything. Cause he just plays like almost an Ashton oh, Kutcher role. He's oh, kind of like, well, oh, shucks. I don't know what happened oh, there. I don't know. Oh, like, my penis fell into another. Oh man. Oh, I don't just even like, remember it. He all shucks his way through life and people buy it. Kelly, that's exactly it. That's it. <laughs> and the thing is you notice
2: this, like that's how life is too. And I've, I've, corresponded with so many women on dms and like tweets about this and it is funny the tendency of women to completely forget like it's like completely forgive of like we all make mistakes and i'm like we do all make mistakes <laughs> i forgot to pay taxes one year like i was a mistake like um but cheating on somebody over seven months with a close friend of that person that's more than a mistake that almost comes into like an evil category but i feel like women more so than men are so willing to forgive men. And I don't know what that mentality is. I don't know if that's a patriarchy thing gone wrong. I don't know what it is, but I notice it more and more with the Toms because people want to forgive them so bad.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I can't give you any insight on that because I'm like, fuck all of them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, as somebody who loves blinds, TMZ, like we're getting some of the best TMZ reporting in terms of like walk up oh. interviews. And the one guy I'm just fixated with, he's like, Okay, okay, uh, Tom, okay, okay. He always says, Okay, okay, I-, I need to interview this guy so badly. And he'll be like, Okay, okay, uh, how's Ariana, Tom? And Tom's like, ah. Oh. I don't know. I don't talk to her. You know, he's like, okay, okay. Hey, were you cheating on Raquel? Did she know he'll ask the most insanely personal, uh, questions, but he comes off kind of nice doing it. And I really like his whole style. Has there ever been any really favorite walk and talk TMZ interviews for you in terms of your celebrity pop culture knowledge, something that always stands out?
0: Honestly, I loved Sheena's leaving the courtroom i thought that was great and then that made me
2: believe in like truth justice in the american way like honestly
0: (laughs) and then i know this is unpopular but anytime sam britney's husband tries to act surprised by tmz and like just the way he's like whoa guys how'd you find me in this whole foods parking lot
2: (laughs) and he's always like fully like he had just gotten finished doing push-ups to make his Mm -hmm. muscles ripped he's like uh anyways uh britney's always like flexing like britney's over here and well i was just talking to jared lipscomb who was part of the uh, free britney movement last week and he was kind of updating me on the britney of it all and you know you know she is somebody that allegedly went off their meds too so has had some hiccups and things like that but are you still seeing the amount of blinds that we were seeing about her around christmas time of this past year like, like actually, Perez, Perez was like, I know what's really going on.
0: Yeah. I can't really talk about that just cause I don't look for her blind items. I Brittany's someone who I just kind of like to like leave alone. Exactly. But you know, it's like that, that's what freedom is. Is that right. like,
2: just, yeah, she'll, she'll let us know if she needs us. And also I just keep making the point of, uh, yeah, she posts some weird Instagram stuff. So do I, so do <laughs> like, I, I have a lot of friends that post wild Instagrams. Like there's a whole aesthetic sometimes that I'm like, Whoa, this, per-, but that's like, the beauty about freedom is you can post whatever you damn well want and people can just deal with it or not.
0: For sure. And luckily I have Troy. So if I have any real hard hitting questions, I'm just like, Hey, Troy, what's going on? <laughs>
2: what, what, what is, what is catching your fancy lately? What have you been obsessed with? Or what have you found uh, peculiar in pop culture lately?
0: Honestly, I don't know if this is pop culture, but I just flew through the below deck seasons. Like I was like a mad woman, but also um, Kelsey Ballerini's divorce. I was very interested in that.
2: Okay. This is is where I know I'm fully getting older because- Kelsey Ballerina, like I'm all of a sudden hearing Kelsey Ballerina everywhere. I was like, who is this girl? I knew she popped up in an episode of Southern Charm where she won an auction with Craig Conover from Southern Charm. But this divorce, she wound up on like Call Her Daddy. And all of a sudden I'm getting Kelsey ballerina doubt. out. I didn't even know she was a singer. She wound up on SNL. Still don't know. I don't, couldn't tell you a song that picked out of a lineup. Who the hell is she and why should I care?
0: I mean, I've been a fan of her for a long time. She kind of blew up right when I moved to Nashville. And I ran into so her So she's a lot. the real
2: deal. She's not a a record, she's not an industry plant.
0: No, and she's also signed to a really small like indie label, which I like. And she hasn't like jumped the ship yet. But I I love when women get revenge because Morgan Evans, her ex, went right on the Bobby Bones show and was like, I'm so heartbroken, blah, blah, blah. Here's a song. Like it's called When Was It Over? And everyone was like, poor Morgan, poor Morgan. Then Kelsey releases this EP and just shits on him. And everyone's like, I can't believe Kelsey did that. I'm like, (laughs) he's the one who went on a movie tour promoting their divorce a week after it happened.
2: Okay, you sold me. Wait, first off, (laughs) what the hell is a Bobby Bones show? First off, I'm like, Bobby, who is Bobby
0: Bones? It's no good, even though people are going to be mad that I said that. He's kind of like the country music Ryan Seacrest.
2: Hey, this is Bobby Bones coming. Okay, Bobby Bones, great. But they have dueling uh, revenge albums. They have dueling songs about each other's relation,
0: that that, that, they're fully in. And did this guy, was he a cheater? No, he wasn't. But he was like nine years older than her, I believe. They got engaged after nine months after meeting. And again, I've been a Kelsey fan for a while. And I always thought it was kind of like, Weird. He kind of would like open up for her on tour, and <laughs> and um, you know how all stands, all like fan groups have their own name.
2: Yeah. What, what so
0: hers it? was the Legends. She always says like Legends, and then he started calling his fans Legends. And I don't know. There was just a lot of, in my opinion, coattail riding.
2: That's like Tom Sandoval hopping on Ariana's drink book, her cocktail. Exactly. Book. Tom, that's exactly what it. Is. Get your own idea, dude. Um. But then she went and started dating. Is it Chase Stokes?
0: Yeah, they have they or, have or some uh, spotted together. They have some interesting paparazzi pictures, and it, it looks like completely something...
2: fake. You mean completely? Yeah, staged?
0: I don't know if they're a fake couple, but they're definitely loving the photos being taken well, of them.
2: I was thinking of that too in regards to Selena Gomez, the rumor with uh, she's potentially dating uh, Zayn, uh right now, and I was like, because we had that rumor about the chain smokers guy, and we had the I'm like. Do any of these people ever consider, like, do, in real life, do you, do you ever consider just not dating and also dating somebody that's not nobody knows, like just Randy from Starbucks? Like, why does it always have to be somebody huge? And that sometimes leads me to believe that it's fake, you know, when yeah. it's like the guy from the Chainsmokers, smokers, then Zane, and all of this stuff. Do you believe that Selena Gomez is dating Zane?
0: I hope not.
2: Just because well, well, they're blind, very troubled. Zane's a very troubled man. And so, allegedly. Is Selena.
0: so is Selena. Selena doesn't get as much heat, but Selena's, you know, <laughs> and I know I, people love Selena, so I feel like brave saying that on the spot. Yeah, guys, uh, whatever Kelly says, I do not
2: endorse, and, <laughs> and no way to so bad it's going to endorse these opinions. Uh, no, but I just wonder, like, who, like, what is that desire to keep dating famous people? I mean, we see it time and time again. Uh, even like Rada, in this past week, there was the big stuff with Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, where she was caught in Japan. I mean, caught. She was out in the open making out with Harry Styles. Um, I, I wonder what that desire is to just hook up with famous people.
0: I think right now it's kind of like a camp thing. I think it's kind of like, no, now people can tell what PR is. Let's be the most PR we possibly can because it still makes the people <laughs> That's talk. It.
2: <laughs> what well, we were talking about earlier about in terms of there's so much uh, negativity surrounding pop culture sometimes now You know, I think it comes from a great joy But right now I feel like, and myself included, I feel there's so much anger out there And also I don't know if you, I would love your opinion on this Is I was talking about this concept last week of everybody is a pop culture commentator now everybody is a pop culture expert. Like I can't go on Instagram or Twitter or like that without like 30 new accounts and be like pop culture, historian, pop culture, uh, critic pop culture, this. And I'm like, should we start giving out licenses for this stuff? Should this be regulated by the government in some way? Because I mean, are we all just critics now? Like, I mean, there were people like us that I've been talking with you and Troy and all this stuff for like so many years that we were obsessed with this, but now it just seems like everybody's obsessed with it. Everybody, but not even in a way of, I just like to listen to shows and read the magazines. They want to be involved in the aspect of talking about it, dissecting it and all that stuff. Do you love that aspect of this? Do you, do you feel any of that?
0: Yeah, I think it's great. You know, I think when you have a pop culture discussion, especially on like a podcast like this, Ryan, you have a huge audience, right? I think, you know we talk our opinion so people should be allowed to express their views too um but it definitely does feel very oversaturated it and feels- i think
2: that's where the negativity creeps in too because yeah we do i don't know if we were ever meant to and i never knew podcasting would exist when i was younger i don't know if we were ever meant to hear this many opinions About these things. And there's a a separate slice for every like anything, anything that you love, you can find now at least a thousand people that will have very passionate discourse about that thing. And I just wonder what's the evolution of this. You know, if it feels like this oversaturated now, I don't see this, I don't see this slowing down at all. In fact, with the Vanderpump Rules thing, I was like, wow, this really reignited people's passion in a different way of just going back to old episodes, dissecting all this stuff that we have always loved to do. You see how much, but I do notice that negative slant towards it where it's more getting into arguments and kind of, and I just wonder if that's the people behind social media, the Elons and all that stuff. I wonder if we're just kind of being made to just argue with each other about this stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't think people like to listen anymore. I think people just wait to speak. You know, say what you said again? Exactly. <laughs> like, say, if I had like an opinion on Haley Bieber, and you disagreed, you and I could probably have an okay conversation back and forth. But a lot of people, I think, hear that and immediately they're like, "Oh, Kelly said fuck Selena Gomez," and that's not what I said.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's not that cut and dry. Like I said earlier, there's so much gray, and I think that's where we could really kind of exp- like that's where I think what would be really cool to start studying in pop culture is that gray we're so used to absolutes it's like like dj james kennedy has to be good if tom sandoval is bad and it's like no they can both be bad and they can both eventually work towards being good but i was thinking about that concept earlier and you know this just from being a laguna beach fan and stuff of like on the tv shows themselves they're never um you know, these aren't teachable lessons. Like the characters right. never learn lessons on the show. Like we might by accident learn lessons, but that's a bedrock foundation of any reality show is that these characters will never grow. Even in Vanderpump Rules, you had season after season of Jax Taylor saying he's a work in progress, he's a work in progress, he's a work in progress, work in progress but he kept doing the same mistakes over and over and over again. And I just wonder if, if, if for some reason, when you get on a reality television show, you're kind of stuck. In arrested development like you freeze at the age that you started on tv oh. and you never grow past that age
0: that's so interesting that would actually yeah. make a ton of sense
2: right like i was thinking because you i mean you started off as just the biggest lover of laguna beach and the hills and stuff like that and to look at the cast now which i feel like they're at the age of vanderpump rules you know, where they're at right now, but they've already been on the show 20 years is that now they're all getting handed podcasts and doing, you know, like, by the way, I love that it used to be reality television might've been a feeder system into actual television. Now reality television is a feeder system into podcasting. You know, like, yeah. Folks, now is my favorite time of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor this week. And this week, so bad it's good. It's sponsored by our friends over at Thrive Market. That's thrivemarket.com. Now, that is a very important website that you are going to need to commit to memory because it has turned out to be a godsend in my life and now my parents' life because this is a go to like one-stop shop for all of your grocery and household essentials. It is so convenient. You get everything quickly. You can get it shipped to your doorstep. It is a huge, huge time saver. Now uh, I was looking at this and I was like, really? is this really, is this, is this going to be good for me? And then you go to ThriveMarket.com and it just immediately is the coolest thing. Cause you can kind of shop by aisle. You have your food, you have your meat and seafood, you have your beverages, you have your soups, meals, and side dishes. You have your condiments and sauces. You got your snacks, your baking, your grains, pasta, bread. You got your ghee, your oils, your vinegars. You got your candy and chocolate. You got your canned and packaged food and spices and seasoning. You it it literally continues on folks. This really is a one stop shop and it is kind of also a one stop shop in its commitment to a healthier lifestyle for you. Um, they, you know, they even have some of my favorite brands, like even in the frozen meals, Amy's, have you ever had Amy's frozen meals? I love them. They're, they're, they're vegan and they're just kind of really delicious, but you can order chicken from them. You can order cuts of, uh, I mean, just, I'm looking at it right now. You can order organic chicken tenders delivered directly to you. You can order pork. You can order uh, grass fed ground beef patties. This truly has it all. I mean, it has your oat milk. It ha- I mean, like you can get chocolate. It kind of is everything cool in one place. Um, and as a Thrive Market member, I save money each and every single order. On average, I have saved over 30% each time. In the last order, I saved $23, $23. And it was delivered directly to me. These are kind of huge savings. And I got to tell you anything with a very easy to use website is a plus plus in my book because I'm just like hitting buttons and stuff. But this is so easy to navigate Plus, like I said, you get the extra savings when you put your favorites on recurring deliveries with AutoShip. Plus, you're in control. You get easily skip or pause AutoShip deliveries, but you can also place one-time orders when you need them. And the website also does this really cool thing where it tells you everything that you've recently viewed. You can make lists on there, the whole thing. Now, on top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily. It really does change daily. Um where it can give you cash back on so many brands and and they have a price match guarantee so not only does thrive market save me money but they also save me time and time is the greatest uh currency that we truly have i love the filters on their website like i was just talking about all of those different areas that you can hit. Um, They have over 70. So whether you're looking for gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can literally curate your own shopping experience with a click button. It's not just Spotify playlists anymore, folks. It's thrivemarket.com playlist just for your food. Now, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give it. To another family in need. So this is the call to action to you guys. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order. That's 30% off plus a free $60 gift. So go to thrivemarket.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com slash so bad for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. So Do me a favor, you guys. Just go check it out for yourself because I think it's going to easily sell itself. So just go to thrivemarket.com slash so bad. It's also going to be in the show notes with a direct hyperlink that you can click onto that and it'll take you right to there, okay? Um, Okay, back to the show. I'm like, (laughs) Kelly, do we do a reality show just so we can make sure we can survive
0: in podcasting? Could you imagine? Let's do a reality show, Ryan, you and I. You know what I was was thinking?
2: I I don't know why I'm whispering. I hope my parents don't steal this idea, but- (laughs) what if we rented the summer house and we put like eight of us in there, all content creators, which is a bunch of booze. We like have to go like, uh, you know, I don't know, do balloon tosses and stuff like that. And then we just get into pop culture fights at night. And we just like, like, can you imagine Troy, like just like slapping somebody because of a Britney Spears comment. And like, we just get into pop culture arguments and then just like massive hangovers during the day. And then we do it all over again and we do it for like nine days straight.
0: That would be like the most fun Hunger Games ever. <laughs> By the way, just
2: bury me there. I know I'm not going to make it out alive. It's going to be Vicky Gunnelson <laughs> being rolled out, you know, of like he he served his pop culture time on this earth well, but now we must uh, get him back to the dirt. Uh, but like that, I think is I mean, we've got to figure this TV thing out because I noticed every reality star getting a podcast. And it's like I was thinking about that is like the two Toms, they're destined for a podcast, right?
0: Oh, yeah. And they're destined to be together.
2: Dude, if they were gay, <laughs> I would love it so much. Like, and i tell you, like, I just like that's like so offensive to gay people because I know they're not gay, but I would love it so much. I would love it like if they could just embrace each other. Like we see in a trailer for one of the upcoming episodes of Vanderpump Rules, where they just shot a couple weeks ago where Tom goes over to Schwartz's and he's crying, you know. And I'm like, How are you crying when you created all of the mess that you have you you made this mess for yourself? And now you're crying on camera to your best friend. And I was like, how performative is that scene potentially going to be?
0: You know, what's interesting going back to your idea of like having an influencer house. That's not like the hype house. It's like us older people. No, regular
2: people house. Yeah.
0: Um, I wonder how that would translate because these reality stars who get podcasts, you kind of already assume what they're going to be like and they can carry that over. But, you know, your podcast, I like to think I'm pretty much myself but there are some things that I hold back on a podcast. So it'd be interesting to see like our actual.
2: (laughs) Hey man, you're going to be the Trish, you're going to be the Trishelle of our hype house. And you're just going to be, well, that's the other thing too. Cause I was thinking, oh, well, it's not as fun, but I'm like, I'm watching Summer House this season. And so are you. And it's not the most fun you're seeing like, but like, wouldn't it be great if like, people are already listening to our podcast about pop culture. Why not like, why don't we interact as a group of people that love this stuff and get into actual pop culture arguments and conversations because people listen to these podcasts either. And we just add the visualization on there. We add some binge drinking on there and already we're better than this season of summer house.
0: I know. I'm sure people from Bravo listen to your podcast, so that's our official pitch. If not, we'll just have to do it ourselves.
2: <laughs> Andy is so threatened by us right now. Andy is so. What if we could? Let's. What would our network be called? Like, what is it? Uh, I. I don't know. Instead we'll, we'll of Bravo, it's day. called Oh No. Oh no, wrong. Exactly. Oh no. Um, Okay, so we had that going on. We have a lot of other stuff, but I, I've been such an Vanderpump thing that I've been trying to come out of it. And like, everything's not hitting like it once did for me in terms of like my interests um, because I've been so in this story. Um, but- also
0: like your friends, like you're friends with these people. Well, I mean, like, fr- yeah. I mean, like, and I will you. say like, I,
2: I, I've now communicated with Ariana a bunch of times and like, I will like- she really does handle things with such grace and that, that's not to take away from the pain, but also it, what I do love about these shows and what I love about pop culture is the, and I, the ability to change your mind. Like I wasn't the biggest Katie Maloney fan a couple of seasons ago. And this season I'm a Katie Maloney fan because I'm just like, damn, she had to like, you kind of see what she was working with and dealing with and how that could potentially bring her down. And now it's like best she's ever looked. Uh, but I mean, what? It, but the Lala of it all. Cause she has such, broad support lala but at the same time we we i was talking about glomming on is that we now see sheena hitting like sheena's hitting that podcast hard lala's hitting that podcast hard everybody's selling merch everybody's doing this at a certain point this is the question just being a pop culture historian when does it when does it go back the other way i was thinking about the balance of like we're going to be we've already potentially reached the saturation point when does it go to complete hatred of do not mention that show. Do not mention any of them. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. They all suck. Because that always usually is it. It's like intense love and then intense hate.
0: I don't know. Maybe after the reunion. I think there's still so much we need to see on the show. You know, they still have so many episodes to air. I think it has to be well after the reunion.
2: I just wonder if we're going to be like... if we're going to be so tired of the story by then that once we get to the reunion, we've heard so many rumors. We've heard so many things that might've happened, might not have happened. I just wonder, cause I've seen it happen time and time again, not with Vanderpump rules, but with everything pop culture, it hits a certain point, And then all of a sudden you're like, I've heard that Nickelback song way too much. I hate Nickelback, you know, <laughs> like it, it becomes something really different.
0: And I have seen people being like, you know what, or especially on Twitter, not so much Instagram. They're like, maybe we like Raquel a little bit. Like maybe at this point,
2: dude, that galaxy light thing, people are like, I think she's right about the galaxy light. I'm like, well, that's not a political stance. She just had a galaxy light. But anyways, Mm -hmm. I said, I like the galaxy light too, but it, it is that thing of when you're in the gutter, you have nowhere, but to go nowhere to go, but up. Like people are starting to go like, well, she's a confused girl. And she's like, she's hanging it. She's hanging in there. And it's weird. You find, and I feel like that's a real good example of our political system too, is that no matter what people do, you'll be like, it's like forgiving the Toms. People want to forgive and go against the grain potentially.
0: Yeah. And then you also see the complete opposite side where I actually thought it was hysterical when, when Raquel was like microwaving her dinner drunk. And there's one line where she's like, but I didn't put tinfoil in because Katie said not to. And people were like, she's so fucking dumb. It's like, she's drunk. That's funny. Like you can laugh at what she says.
2: There's part Well, by the way, yeah. Like dude, there was one time you guys remember the George Foreman grill. I used to live right down the street from the Viper room in my like late twenties. And I was get, I would get hammered at this bar called Barfly Cause my friend bartender there, I get free drinks, went there. I was trying to be healthy at like three in the morning. And I decided to put a couple pieces of salmon on a George Foreman grill. And then I passed out. I wake <laughs> up to a smoky apartment, alarms going off everywhere. And the Fucking salmon were these two briquettes. And like, I, my roommate got home and she was livid with me for the next two weeks because our, our apartment smelt like burnt salmon. We had like cats coming from everywhere just to like come up to the door. It was one of the craziest things. So, like, I've done some stupid shit in my day. But when somebody's then cheated on this person on Ariana and all that, then you're like, this fucking, she's going to burn down Hotel Paris. She doesn't even know how to put things in her. Like, it is. It, it takes on a life of its own then, because now you're deceitful and dumb, or you're just deceitful and you're planning this huge evil thing behind Ariana's back. Like our right. minds go crazy with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't like Raquel. I don't like Tom. I don't like other Tom. I don't like Jax. I don't like James.
2: <laughs> By the way, I was like, I was like, who do I? I was asking myself this of like who do I even, my friend asked me who my favorite like housewife was, which I can never answer that question anyways. But then I was like going down and I was like, I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't <laughs> like her. And I was like, what? I don't like anybody. Like what is like, I was like, there's, but then there's certain seasons where I'm like, I really like that person. I really. And then the next season, I don't like him all of a sudden. Um, You like, you started watching below deck. What do you like about below deck that is different from like the Hills Vanderpump rules? Because I think, Below Deck, by the way, I want to remind you guys, is one of the highest, if not the highest rated show on Bravo, yet it doesn't get the Twitter discourse and the Instagram discourse that all the other shows do, but it gets the ratings. What do you like about Below Deck?
0: I like that they switch up the cast. You know, there there will always be like two people, maybe three, that stay on, but having new people on is really refreshing.
2: Yeah. Like they'll have like a couple new people like below deck sailing yacht, which you love, like I love. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a new season coming out in a couple of weeks and they have Captain Glenn back. They have Gary back. They have Daisy back. Then they have a new chef. They have a new but like, you know, those are like, OK, that's enough to get me in for the season. And then I also think there's this thing where I like. I don't, I'll never sail one, but I like a boat. I like to see what close quarters they're staying in. What kind of food are you doing? I hate tablescapes, but why not try one? You know, like I like the elements of it that are like that. And they also party. Yes. Yeah. These guys like <laughs> the, and I always feel bad because they, one of them has to stay up while the guests party. And you know, like if I have ever got the like privilege of being on a yacht, I would be like, I'm not going to, it's like, it's like when I flew, in f- I flew first class one time in my life to Japan and I was like, I'm not going to bed. Like I had everything. I had every port. I, had, I said, you give me everything that can come with this. I watched every movie. I was crying. I was like, I want to live the experience of first class. So if I was, a- I'd never go to sleep.
0: Right. And I think as the audience, we hate the guests more than like the people who work on the boat, which is fun. Yes. It's, it's like an upstairs downstairs, like a
2: Downton Abbey kind of a vibe of the employee yeah, that you're right. That is actually the thing. And they're just, we know them. in so there's also another thing that I think housewives and stuff like that has made very normalized is that, you know, there's not a lot of crimes involved. Maybe the guests are involved in some shady dealings to afford the yacht, but like Gary from below deck, he's, you know, just, he's like, you know, going to try to hit on you and like that, but he's, potentially not stealing money from older people like so it's like i never have to deal with worrying about gary and potentially bilking elderly people out of their retirement funds
0: well we hope not
2: that's what i say that now gary's gonna be arrested (laughs) next week (laughs) um uh so below deck you love and you went through all of it what made you choose below deck because you said you watched all of it in the last uh year
0: Honestly, my girlfriend wanted me to watch it. Troy raved about it. I've heard you talk about it, my friend Megan. I was like, okay, guys, I've caught up on Summer House, caught up on Manor Pump Rules. I guess it's finally my time to start a new show. And I heard what? a lot about uh, Kate Chastain. I was really curious about her.
2: Yeah, I love and it. Wait, wh- why, is, uh, why is Captain Sandy the worst captain of all time?
0: I don't know her. I haven't got to you didn't, Oh, you didn't
2: watch Below Deck, Med? I was actually no. making a joke, but you, okay. So you watched Below Deck and Below Deck Sailing yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I haven't gotten captain below Lee. deck med, but when she did step up for captain Lee, I tweeted and I was like, I kind of like her. And someone was like, I've never heard anyone say that before.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She'll find you. And she'll, she'll be like, by the way, I love captain Sandy followed me once. And then within a week, she was like, this ain't my cup of tea. Like <laughs> I always like when they'll be like, Nope, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, I always want to warn any Bravo celebrity. Of, like, you might not want to do this. This is going to end badly for both of us. And then I'm going to feel bad. And like, have you ever, because you get followed by celebrities and stuff like that. Have you ever, what have been the crushing unfollows by a celebrity?
0: Um, not really unfollows, but Spencer blo- has had me blocked for like five years at this point. Jake Cutler, Cutler blocked me and that one. I was kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you make fun of his derpy face you were actually on my show a long time ago remember when we were talking about the symbolism of the photo and like the da vinci code photo Of it? he had the drink and he was potentially with one of uh his ex-wife's uh friends yes, in the desert yeah. and you were telling me explaining what all of the pictures meant mm-hmm. uh but i wonder if jay cutler I-, I think jay just has that derpy face like i have a derpy face too but he's like
0: yeah he's very unlikable I mean, people here probably love him. They're like one star for Kelly. <laughs> Wait, why?
2: Why? I feel like we all should band. There should be things we just agree on. Jay Cutler, not a likable guy. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I. Is it because we dislike what's her name from uh, the Hills
0: so much? Is it? I mean, Cavallari. I don't know. I don't dislike Kristen. I just dislike Jay. I maybe because honestly, I lived in Nashville and I would hear a ton of stories about him cheating and all this stuff, and he just. Like, was rude to people. And I understand everyone should have their own life, right? Like, nobody really owes you a picture if you run up to them at dinner. I get it. But, like, he would be rude about it. And one thing he does, which drives me crazy, he'll go to Losers in Nashville, which is a bar, and he'll stand behind the actual bar where, like, the bartenders are. And if anyone, like, ask for a picture, he's super rude to them. I'm like, then why are you standing where everyone is?
2: And I heard he would do that thing where he would go on like finding location of people in Nashville and stuff like that and like DM with them or I'm going to be at this bar. Like he would, and I feel like in this day and age, it's like, get it. Like I get it. Sex is fun, like potentially, right. you know, so, so is TV though. I love doing, you know, <laughs> keep watching TV, Eden's fun. A lot of fun stuff happening out there. Great. All of it's great. But, but if you're a celebrity on top of that and all that, why are you just having, I mean, we're just, I don't know if we're in the days of random sex anymore. It just doesn't seem like it's ever it's, you know, you're just going to end up being talked about like some big jerk and who wants to go through life being shit talked about, like being creeps to women. No, I agree. I mean, I do. I'm saying I want to be no, but, uh, but if if you're fame, I'm not famous. Um, Talk to me about Taylor Swift. How do you view the eras tour right now? We're on the, this was the third weekend of the eras tour. How are you feeling with how she's Gone about the eras tour what are you hearing uh inside information everybody's fascinated with this dive she just dives right into the stage nobody can figure out how it's done i've watched too many tiktok videos i'm like who cares she just lands it in- she's not like magic she's just, like i mean she's magic but she just lands on a mattress you guys just calm down and then it flies under the catwalk that's how it's yeah, so, like there's not like a science to it like obviously like she's not like an actual witch like this is it's explainable <laughs>
0: (laughs) There's like LED stage and she you that's why it looks like you can see her swimming.
2: I've watched way too many TikTok videos where people just don't seem to get it. They're like, this is witchcraft. I don't even get it.
0: No, I'm so excited. I was lucky enough. I'm going to two shows back to back weekends. I know. I couldn't even get that verified
2: fan. I couldn't get the fair, the verified ticket master. And I know, by the way, I know a couple of people from Ticketmaster listen because they've reached out, but it's like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to be nice, but verified sale didn't work for Beyonce, Taylor, or Bruce Springsteen for me. And like, I've never had this problem in my life. And I can't do thousand dollar tickets.
0: That's very fucked up. I'm sorry for that.
2: Yeah. They always are like, you're on the wait list. And they're like, sorry, bud, wait list didn't go through for you. And I'm like, of course it didn't
0: because nobody's going to not buy the Taylor Swift tickets. Right. No, I completely agree with you. Like, I, I did get um, Verified Fan for um, for the Gillette show, and then I have Capital One card. So I was able to get the Capital One you sale. You and this
2: Baller Capital One card. Jeez.
0: Listen, I got, no, I got that and card. And I bet you good. got
2: good seats, too. I bet you got good seats.
0: Yeah, but I got the Capital One card for Lover. For the Lover Fest. So I had like those tickets. People
2: forget that there was a whole stadium tour, <laughs> but right before COVID, they had like the same, it was gonna be Lover Fest day, a couple cities. She was gonna do a big thing. I mean, she's doing a big thing right now. But, and then she, you know, COVID happened and she just ended up releasing three more albums. So there never was an official Lover tour. So you're really excited for this whole thing.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And I'm just, I'm excited to be at a big concert like that again.
2: I was wondering if you still like, like her and love her and, and like, because the, the fandom on that is just such an extreme and I don't think it's bad. I'm just, I've never seen anything like it pales in comparison to Harry Styles. It pairs in comparison to everything out there right now. I mean, she's just huge and I don't know how her brain doesn't explode on a daily basis with that many people wanting a piece of you or something. And she seems to do it all so well. Like, what do you hear?
0: I mean... I don't know. The Swifties, the Swifties and I are having some issues. I mean, I've been a fan since MySpace, right? Like I like. I do.
2: We've had full conversations about how much you love Taylor Swift. And
0: they're the ones who got me banned back in October because I said I didn't like the album Midnight. A bunch of Swifties put me on Reddit and reported my account. So listen, you're allowed to not like someone's latest album.
2: (laughs) And once again, listen, I wait, wait. I thought Midnight's was a banger. I think one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. And I do not want to be on Reddit. Uh, and it's but, but no, I know what you're saying is like, it's okay to dislike. Like, not everything's going to hit for everybody all in the same time. Like, I, I would love for that to be true, but that's just not the case. But people actively got your account taken down because you didn't. Are you
0: sure it's that? I mean... She was I like, oh, that- and
2: I also posted a bunch of nudes. I don't know. It
0: could have been one or the other. Like, <laughs> I was like bragging the week before. I'm like, I had my account over five years. It's never been taken away. I haven't been canceled. Now it's like, next is me getting canceled. That's my next step.
2: <laughs> would it, that would be amazing if you got canceled for disliking an album. And then it's like, and Taylor's like, I can't save you, Kelly. Not this time. It's a great <laughs> album. It's a great album, Kelly. You just don't, you don't get it. And it's so sad. But no,
0: I'm super excited. I think it's fucking crazy. She's performing 40 something songs. I think that's insane. And I'm sure people are still out there being like, she's not even talented. I'm like, what?
2: No, at this point, I feel like it's just you know, like I really it's it's interesting in this day and age for like there to be very little hatred about some. I mean, I I see it off like, oh, she's just not my thing, but I don't see specific. hate. I mean, I also don't go looking for it, but like mm-hmm. even like I like Taylor Swift already. But to me, it's like, damn, you keep raising the bar like I never thought Beyonce could feel the heat from somebody like Beyonce, like Beyonce must be like, shit wrong year for Renaissance, man. Like wrong. Like, I mean like everybody's still excited for Beyonce's tour, but there's so much heat over the lover tour that this tour, I'm sorry, that I'm so curious when Beyonce tours with Renaissance, it's going to be very exciting, but I, I wonder if we're going to bring this sort of heat to that as we do to the era's tour.
0: I know. Don't you kind of wish that we could all just be like, you know what? They're both great shows. Yeah, you're right. You're both great, but
2: once again, right? DJ James Kennedy being bad, Tom Sandoval can be bad. Beyonce can be a genius. Taylor Swift can be a genius. One doesn't have to fail for one to succeed. And I feel like that's what we we pit people against each other. And even in my head, just then, I was like, I wonder if people are going to like that. Right. We, we we do have the emotional bandwidth to like two things intensely. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> But it's weird for me to like, feel bad for a billionaire of like, I hope Beyonce is okay.
0: I hope she's okay. I, I know. I watching- and everyone listening is like, Beyonce will be fine. <laughs> by the <laughs> way, we're the only people that are insane. People are like
2: literally rolling there. I was watching old YouTube videos with a buddy last night of uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Uh, we were watching like Coachella performances because by the way, the first weekend of Coachella is this next week. Get oh, ready wow. for the fashions. Vanessa Hudgens uh, comes out of a deep, dark uh, cave and comes out if she sees her shadow she gets to go to Coachella and do fall fashions but Coachella was always like this kind of amazing thing for celebrities and this is the first Coachella where both weekends are not sold out Uh, we got Bad Bunny headlining Friday night um, Blackpink on Saturday and Frank Ocean on Sunday so very eclectic uh, group of musicians but it's not sold out and I'm so curious Because I remember so many, not just blind items, but just the TMZ, all of the pictures of all of the celebrities. Like, I wonder what we're going to get this next weekend, what we can expect.
0: Yeah. I didn't even know it wasn't sold out. That's
2: wild. Well, like, remember when it used to like, that's all like, I mean, I I used to be obsessed with Coachella and now it's like, oh, it's next weekend. Like I used to think about it for like months leading up. I used to go to everyone and now I'm kind of like,
0: oh yeah, it's happening. Did it get bad press at some point, like during COVID for refunds or something? I think there there some kind of bad press surrounding it there was a
2: bunch of things there was like covid regulations that didn't actually like they had covid regulations then they took it back and then the booking kind of went from an alternative music festival to what is now a pop music festival in a lot of ways because you know the old days the headliners were like arcade fire or paul mccartney or nine inch nails or lcd sound system and now it's Blackpink and you know, those fans are like, you know, so amazing. And and Blackpink is amazing in its own right. But I think it's the growth of a festival that can't be what it once was because alternative rock music doesn't really exist the way it once did.
0: And I wonder if the age of the fans is the reason it's not sold out. I don't know how old you have to be to go to the festival, but you know, Blackpink has like a lot of young fans.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that that's the thing. And all the fans that like started with Coachella 20 plus years ago you know, we're in our forties and we're, you know, Oh, like, I mean, I went last year and I mean, you know, I got looks up and down of like, what the hell are you did? Why did, why is grandpa here? Like, is he, are you okay, sir? Are you, you know, like, I'm like, I can do drugs with the best of you. Ah, you know, like I was just doing a pirate voice the whole weekend, but it's really sad these things. But like, in terms of overall growth, I can see that they're trying to change a little bit so they can grow with the times. But I feel Mm -hmm. like, Well, that's what I feel like because Justin Bieber has came out at the last two Coachellas, like Ariana Grande, um, and then last year he did uh, he did Georgia uh, Peaches with somebody last year, and I'm wondering if like he'll stop touring, but he'll do the one offs like headline Coachella down the line.
0: I could see that. Yeah, that Um, seems doable.
2: Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, a couple little uh, hits. Are you watching Succession or Yellow Jackets?
0: I'm not watching either. Kelly, what is wrong with you? You're like, what you? Listen, been you're scared time. of scripted television? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh,
2: I'm in love now. I don't watch scripted television. Brian, I've been
0: trying to keep up with you Bravo people. You guys are so busy. And I was like, There's, you know what? Maybe I'll dip a toe in.
2: It's not worth it. Well, anyways, Succession. <laughs> Uh, I'll do a little mini recap of Succession Whatever tonight's episode is uh, After the episode tonight That'll be at the beginning of the show Remember there are always timestamps on this show But Yellow Jackets and Succession They both Succession is fourth season, second episode And Yellow Jackets It's second episode premieres tonight I think you would really dig Yellow Jackets I really, Everyone really do that. I kind of am not loving the second season so far But I'm going to give it a chance um, uh, April Fool's Did you do any good April Fool's jokes? Anything happen to you April Fool's wise this, so-
0: this year? I hate when pranks are played on me, but I did make a fake TMZ post saying Laguna Beach was coming back to Paramount Plus. Oh, I saw. Um, it. But I've done that. I've done that every year, so I don't feel as bad.
2: What is what is the April Fool's joke that you saw that you were like, "Oh, that's gross. That's not right. That's not cool."
0: I don't know if I saw any. I did see Snooki and Jay Wow put out something that they were like going to have another spinoff, and when that wasn't real, I was kind of upset.
2: Oh, what it? Wait, what do you, what do you, isn't that cool that uh, Sammy sweetheart is coming back to Jersey?
0: I'm so excited.
2: And she, I mean, everyone's like, that's Sam, but I think I can totally see that that looks like Sammy. People are like, that's Sammy. She just looks older. Said, that's Sammy sweetheart.
0: I think she looks the most like herself.
2: Yeah, I think she just looks beautiful. And will, cause Ron doesn't really, he's not a full time cast member anymore. Mm-hmm. Will Ron, Ron like try to like get back, back to like be able to hang out with Sammy? Cause that, speaking of Justin and Selena. That will always be his Selena.
0: Yeah, you know I hope he doesn't come back. <laughs> I think Ronnie is way better out of the spotlight.
2: But but what else? But like, what's he gonna? Do? I always think it's like those are Like, what are they gonna do with their lives? Like Ronnie doesn't have a vocation. Like, what well, is Ronnie gonna do? I did
0: read do? he's opening a sneaker store in Miami. Ryan, never as mind. A okay, head, but, as a sneakerhead, I know you're gonna be there.
2: I have a lot of nice old Navy shoes. It's I'm I'm definitely gonna be there. Good for you. He'll probably be so successful at that. Great. Okay. Well, I saw one that really bummed me out. Well, I got pranked. Maritza, who works on the show on Saturday, like I'm at my most vulnerable when I wake up in the morning and I don't realize what's real and what's not. And I check my phone and I get all these emergency texts of like, yo fool, wake up emergency, emergency, emergency. And I see you guys know my passion for counting crows, Adam Duritz. It's just I grew up with them and I love them so much. And Medici's like, holy shit. Adam Duritz is at Schwartz and Sandy's with Tom Schwartz and had a beautiful pit, like had Schwartz and Sandy's, the logo, the whole thing, Schwartz and Sandy's had Instagrammed it out. And it was a picture of Adam Duritz with Schwartz all looking happy. And I was like, no fucking way. No, are you kidding? And I was so bummed. I was like, how is that even and then it took me like five minutes to wake up to realize like, no, I I know Counting Crows tour schedule. They're in Australia right now. There's just no way. But like, it got me that moment of waking up and then realize. and that's just a, that's what I want to, I think April Fool's Day jokes will work in the future, but you've got to get it that specific for people. Yeah, you can't do sure. broad ones. No. Um, the one I saw that I hated the most was I saw Raquel Levis pregnant from Tom Sandoval. And I just thought... Like, that's not even funny. I like, I don't know. That's not even. And I was like, am I just getting an old fuddy duddy? But I'm like, that's not even funny. That's just like mean.
0: Yeah, I agree. That is a mean one. But I do think these two are going to stay together. I do think Raquel and Sandoval will end Why up. Why do you think?
2: They gotta. Like, think I really... it's, that's what everybody keeps saying. Do you think it's to prove something? Do you think it really is one in a million love? Because I'm sorry. I hate to be that jaded person that was married and divorced. But like, love can sometimes like it's it's I don't know. Like, I don't. I I don't have the same opinion on love that I used to. So I know things can go away. Like I don't believe in just that, like, Oh, he was in a relationship with Ariana for nine years, met Raquel. And he's like, that's the one I just don't believe that.
0: Yeah. I think unless she can get back in the good graces of the girls on the show, they'll stay together.
2: But if you watch reality television, there's no way she won't eventually, and I hate That's, to say this, yeah. she won't, she'll be able to eventually get there because these people are trying to film and trying to make a living and try, like Lala is like a hustler. She is, she has taken every interview out there. She was on E! News this weekend, like her her being able to speak about a topic that doesn't involve her directly is awe inspiring. That's why I think she's like decent at podcasting and stuff because she'll wax poetic about everything and kind of like not really be able to internalize what's going on with her to the audience.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, In terms of your week, what are you doing tonight? What are you doing this week? What is up? What are you and Troy doing in terms of uh, your next couple of episodes
0: yeah, we have some fun episodes coming up. This week, we have a guest on, two guests. We're going to be talking about The Bachelor, which I'm excited about because I've never really gotten into that show. Um, oh no, Patreon don't, are you going to watch,
2: you're going to watch all like seasons of The Bachelor now? There's too many, you'll die.
0: I'm going to watch some clips, some best of clips, and I feel like I follow them enough like in Blind itemy and TMZ tells me everything I need to know about them.
2: Well, Mike Fleiss got removed from The Bachelor this week the executive producer, creator of The Bachelor. I'm sure you guys are going to talk about Mike Fleiss because there's been so much heat about that that guy. And he is now removed from The Bachelor and they've now handed the reins over to two new producers that will be producing The Bachelor and The Bachelorette.
0: Ooh, okay.
2: Yeah. Mike Fleiss has a wild history. There's actually a great book on the Bachelor franchise by Amy Kinnaman, who's the reporter for the Los Angeles Times that broke the Randall Emmett story. And okay. it's really, really good. I forgot what her, but her name's Amy Kinnaman and she's an excellent reporter, but she did a deep dive Bachelor book that came out about four years ago. That's excellent. That well, taught, like all the wrote the... On.
0: Thank you. I wrote down those names. So (laughs) I'm like,
2: I'm like, I'm like, know what you need to look into. Okay. So you're doing that with Troy. How many, how many episodes go into a season and, and, and are you still working in the same style about how you're putting episodes together? What have you guys learned in the previous three seasons?
0: We've definitely learned to put certain people behind the paywall because their fans will find you. And even like reality. What does star, that mean?
2: Just mean you're like they'll really attack if you. A lot of your Chloe like, Kardashian episode still gets brought up to me by random people. They'll be like, "I listened to this Chloe Kardashian episode. I know. That was insane." And I'm like, "Beyond the blinds," I'm like, "Yep."
0: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely probably one of our most famous favorite episodes of people. Um, but yeah, people will get really upset. Our, our ratings get attacked pretty quick, but also. Even like the Teen Moms, that's probably one of the favorite episodes we've done. But they have a lot of time on their hands, so if they're gonna listen to it, oh, they're gonna give us five dollars. Wait,
2: wait, do you have do you have five, do you have five more minutes? Do you have five more minutes? No, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, however long. Okay,
2: okay. Two things because I saw. I, okay, I'm TikTok. I'm I love TikTok, but I don't really you know work it a lot. You know, but I just love flipping. But I always get the you want more I'll give you more and like she just discovered the bold glam feature and I like I didn't know what like I at first I couldn't tell if it was like a joke account or whatever and it was just like reading blinds but I just noticed and by the way I think she talked about you guys on on one of the TikToks I saw uh, very positively very positively but she was taught she got into it with Janelle from Teen Mom I noticed and she accused Janelle of doxing her of, of like you know, revealing private information about her calling her trans when she yeah. is not a trans woman. And I was like, that's classic Janelle in every, every way.
0: Yeah. So that's so wild. So that's Kyle Marissa. I think she's great. Um, But Janelle like found her sister's Instagram and started DMing her sister and being like, are Kyle you? Kyle Marissa's related? sister. Kyle Marissa's sister. And being yeah. like, are you related to her? And all this stuff. And I DM'd her. And I was like, hey, girl, that's why we put that episode behind <laughs> a paywall. Because Janelle is crazy.
2: Well, like, so Kyle Marissa probably said something about Janelle or did a blind about Janelle, right? And that just fired yeah, up Janelle.
0: She, she talked about how Janelle lost custody, then got custody back from of Jace. Like, it was most recent. Barbara finally signed the paperwork over. And Jace is back in Janelle's custody on the land.
2: So digest that real quick. What happened to David?
0: He's still there. He lives on the land as well.
2: They're still, wait, they're still together?
0: They are.
2: Dude, I tapped out. Well, I mean, I tapped out first time I saw him, but I tapped it when I heard he like shot their family dog. I was like, are you out of your mind? Like, how would you ever, like, wouldn't you just like say, I'm going to stop defending myself and my family. We're too much, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she even moved to Nashville at one point to try and be like, I'm getting away from David. And then people are like, we just saw you and David in 12 South. You guys are still living like you're still together. No,
2: I'm here with Jay Cutler right now and we're <laughs> yeah. hanging out. Uh and finally cuz I did mention Chloe Kardashian, I would be remiss to say and I I've now forgotten this over a week is that this is the first time in history where we got a Kardashian trailer for season 3 of their Hulu show. It was only 35 seconds and it's like wh- if a tree falls in the woods without anybody there and it doesn't make a sound, like this Kardashian trailer made zero I feel like waves in terms of like anybody giving an actual shit about it. Do you have this thing? Cause I saw it. And I was like, yeah, there's like Chloe going, you think our life's not crazy? Well, I hate to inform you. It's so crazy. And like, show us, don't tell us. Like it was just a lot of nothing. Like, did you get anything from
0: that trailer? No, but I'm also a very big Kardashian hater. And I can admit that. So I have like, I love
2: hate. I'm love hate. I just feel like we might be at, I mean, never count the Kardashians out, but like knock on wood, could we be at a time where they really might not meet? I mean, they're always going to be billionaires and be fine and, and well off, but do we really, I mean, I feel like we had such a nice little break. We've got to really, as a society get together, like, do we really want to keep going with them or could we could jump ship at this time and just go put
0: our attentions elsewhere? I almost feel like They're kind of like flopping. I hate, I don't love the term flop, even though I do bopper flop every week, but I feel like they're kind of like flopping. I feel like people aren't as excited about them as they used to.
2: That's it. Well, that's it. I always like gauge my own personal excitement and I always delude myself into thinking that's (laughs) somebody's excitement. And I'm like, everybody loves the new Counting Crows album. The excitement is palpable. But I really felt that with the Kardashians where that came out. I forgot to post it like, and I forgot to talk about it. And if I'm forgetting to talk about the Kardashians, I feel like that says something. Cause I used to talk about them every episode and I would get lambasted for it because so many people dislike them. But my thing was always, you got to study it from a pop culture perspective yeah. like Chloe, where there's so many moves happening that it's like succession, this family of like rich people, you've got to study the moves they're making, but we could potentially be at a point of like, do the emperors have any clothes anymore? Like Kim has skims. Kylie has the makeup. Courtney has Travis, uh, Kendall, you know, she's tall. Uh, you know, (laughs) I mean like, you know, they all have their thing, but maybe they can just go off and do their thing and we know they're going to be okay. Like, is there any, what's in it for us as viewers of their reality television show when we already live their reality television show every day on social media?
0: I think the second generation is going to be coming out real soon. Even though North is only like ten or eleven, I well, think. Did you see there.
2: how much North is worth already? Yeah. It's, like, it's it's like damn. I
0: think they're getting ready to ramp that up. And I mean, I did see like Chris posted uh, a few things about Tristan, and now people are like, "Are him and Chloe back?" Probably.
2: Well, that's what I mean. That's what I've heard. Is that you know? It just came out this week that he has a house less than a quarter mile away from from uh, Chloe, which. I'm just like, Tristan, you don't want to be like, think this through, dude. Like I I hear their back and stuff, but it's like, I, I just feel like Chloe's not around, allowed to be in enough people anymore. So Tristan's like one of the only people she still talks to. So like, if you have one person to choose from, it's like, if like the desert Island theory of if yeah. you were alone on a desert Island with one guy, you gotta be with that guy. I feel like she doesn't see anybody else.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're really trying with Kendall and bad bunny, but even that's been quiet that's
2: boring. I mean, it's like, we all kind of like laugh at bad bunny a little bit. I don't think that helped either of them. And there's no excitement in that. It, okay. So finally, what is exciting to you? If it's not the Kardashians, what is your number one thing you're looking forward to this week, potentially besides the talk to talk about the bachelor? Is there any stories that you're like, this is piquing my interest?
0: Honestly, not really. I actually <laughs> feel like, you know how we were talking about the oversaturated stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that, which isn't good, considering we, you know I co-host a pop culture podcast. But it's just so much, and I think there is a part of me that's like, this is all fucking fake, and I can't even feed into it. Like, that's do you feel that way? I know you're not. Yeah, no, that's why. That's why I was talking items, about this. But- I,
2: the the Vanderpump Rules stuff kind of got me like amped up again, but now I'm kind of like on the the. The, I feel the back end of that for a little bit where I'm starting to get that kind of weird depression of like, now I'm looking at these other pop culture stories and it's not hitting for me like it used to. And I'm like, oh, another bullshit. Like, I don't want this bullshit card. I'm trying to find what makes this interesting to me now. And I'm like, are we now moving on to the pop culture in our own lives? Are like, are we moving on to like, you know, like, Hey, what, what, what does a relationship fully look like? What does hiking look like? Like, what is, what is these things that I've put off in my own life for years? Maybe is that where I should be putting my attentions and said, cause this, the same stuff keeps happening and I'm trying to find overall excitement about it. And this week it's been hard.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I would, l- I can't wait to see what Emrata does next. I think she's become like the new Pete Davidson, which is exciting. It's, yeah. But you, every
2: dude I had, I had like one of Olivia Wilde's best friends reached out to me last week and I told him, I put him in touch with Demon, And this was a reputable person that was like, Emrata was actually good friends with Olivia Wilde and Olivia Wilde confided in Emrata about like, cause her and Harry still like, you know, FaceTime, like there's, you know, they split they split apart, but they were still very close and she's very much in love with Harry Styles. And then she went off and made out with him, knowing all of this information that Olivia Wilde had entrusted with her. And Olivia Wilde, supposedly last Sunday, was like felt completely betrayed. And it's so weird to think about it like that, because sometimes you think celebrities, you think, oh, they're so I don't know, not further than us or anything like that, but it just doesn't, they don't have feelings like we do. And then mm-hmm. to hear that somebody's completely destroyed by looking at that Emrata kiss, And you're just like, Oh, wild. And then Emrata like had to call and like, say, I'm so sorry. But she, at first she told her, she said, Oh, I thought you were, um, I thought you were more sexually advanced than this or something like that. I thought, I thought you were more sexually evolved than this. Emrata told Olivia wild supposedly.
0: Honestly, that video of them making out reminded me of the video from the movie Signs when the aliens caught at the birthday party. Like, that was one of the worst videos I've ever seen. And like, well- I, I, know, I, I believe you, Ryan. I believe that someone to you and was like, Olivia's so heartbroken. I do not believe the thing. Like, Like Harry's looking at the camera. Harry's. That's what I'm saying. They obviously,
2: well, I was told that Harry was, doesn't get drunk a lot, was wasted, but I said, okay, but I I've never been drunk enough. Like, you know, there's still some foundation, like I'll, I'll get to blackout sometimes, but also I don't know if I would even be willing to get to blackout if I was at the fame level of Harry Styles, because I would know. And then you have Amrata who looks like she's like on him of like, no, keep going, keep going. And then I read so many think pieces this week is Harry Styles a bad kisser? And that's like, like, I love that that was where everybody was like, Harry Styles looks like he might be a bad kisser. And it really seemed to make a dent in the public consciousness.
0: Yeah, talking about Harry Styles is always like an iffy subject. But I think Harry Styles, for me, he comes off very inauthentic. And I think he's really bad at playing the press. Like, he's just even the way he dresses and stuff like to me it's just not authentically being harry i think it's someone in his ear being like this is a space that we can fill right because his first album was so different from what he does now and maybe he found the right producer maybe he found whatever but there was a space where no one was no male was dressing crazy like there was no elton john mcjagger guess what harry let's throw you in there so you're not you're and- not against Niall because you and Niall, the sa- your sounds are kind of similar.
2: Well, I mean, that, that is I mean, I hope somebody one day does a documentary about what happened after One Direction broke up in terms of each one of those guys. Because who's the guy that just like was on the red cap- carpet and they're like, he got buckle fat removal. Oh, Liam Payne. And Liam Payne was also the guy that did the, the, what, the podcast with one of the Paul brothers that said he was like the lead of One Direction.
0: But what's so crazy is like Liam Payne was allegedly groomed by Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl I forget her last name. Uh, Cheryl Lee like, e.
2: Ralph no, I'm, I'm <laughs> from Abbott Elementary.
0: Yeah. Um, Cheryl, she's big in England. But he, she met him when she was he was thirteen, and then they had a baby together when he was like nineteen or twenty.
2: So oh wow! Oh, like Cheryl, like, Cole, Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was like, it's not um, Cheryl Crow, but it's close.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great, Cheryl Crow grooms grooms boy bands. She does. Um, <laughs> um, so, Beyond the Blinds, episode five, season four, will come out this Wednesday. When is okay. your release date? thursday but then if you really want to get and i hate like i when i say this is a grown man if you really want to get the tea if you really want to get the hot scalding tea go to their patreon patreon.com forward slash beyond the blinds and you can be a part of that community uh and it really is like i see you guys everywhere especially on tiktok uh your names will pop up all the time and i'll get all like yee and also see us uh pretty soon on a gofundme for our reality show that we're going to be coming up with very soon me kelly other uh pop culture commentators will be in the summer house house soon right kelly
0: yeah, and even if we don't get a house, we can just stay in my little New York apartment. However many oh. of us, we can't Okay, eat. Summer
2: House is out. We're just going to actually camp up outside of Kelly's apartment in New York. and We're just going to walk the cities with a big malt beverage, just screaming about Harry Styles. What else <laughs> is coming up for you? Anything to support you with besides Beyond the Blinds right now?
0: No, just Laguna Biatch on Instagram, Beyond the Blinds for the podcast, Twitter. Oh, yeah, Laguna Biatch, you
2: guys, if you want to get an account taken down, Laguna Biatch, <laughs> it's B-I-O-2-T-C. I don't want you guys, to misspell that
0: B I O two. It is
2: B I O two Um Oh, and also this is just goes without saying, and I'll probably say this in the intro as well. But go rate right Beyond the Blinds five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify right now. It is one of if you can't afford to join the Patreon right now, it is one of the easiest, freest ways to show your support. Um, you know these things so much research go into them. Uh, it really does take a mental and spiritual toll that we do of our own volition. I'm not saying that anybody asks us for this, but uh, consider leaving a review. She took the time to be with us today, so just do a solid. Go subscribe. It, it truly, if you have not discovered them, I always love when you come on because a whole wave of people will be like, "I didn't even know," and it. it's amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, I mean, you should have known already." So, uh, Kelly, Beyond the Blinds, I really, really appreciate it, and I love you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me, and let's let's go turn on our galaxy lights.
2: Oh my god! Tell your lady I said what
1: up. <laughs> Betches